What's up, everybody? It's LG Set here. Welcome back to another Monday edition of The First Mint with myself and my brother, the real Phil D. This will be my last podcast for the next three weeks. So the next two episodes, you will not hear from me. I'm going to have our guest co-host who won the guest co-host showdown last week, Chamber Wrecked join the show and participate and be the co-host of Phil. I literally have no idea how that's going to shape out because uh, we've never really put the two of them in a room together. We've never had Chamber on the show. He should fit our vibe, but honestly, I don't really know what's going to happen, but I think that that kind of makes it a little bit more first mint that for the summer break, we have a very uh, kind of special surprise guest co-host, like a, a bit of a mystery box of a co-host. So keep an eye out for, de- for that. On today's show, um, we kind of rant about the NBA for a while. We talk about Rookie of the Year, draft highlights from the past, and then things kind of pick up around the 46-minute mark when we get into um, whether, you know, why I love uh, banana boats and weird water activities, and then Phil reveals that he has always wanted to do a Spartan race. Somehow that dovetails into talking about the Elon Musk versus Mark Zuckerberg fight cage match that's coming up. I then challenge Phil to a cage match, which he says he doesn't want to do. I wonder why. Then we end by kind of talking about some of the latest Conor McGregor stuff, the documentary, as well as some of the the Top Shot drama and what's going to happen with the great unlock that is coming in. Man, I think it's like three weeks away. So kind of a broad ranging podcast, but as usual, a very fantastic episode. So please Please enjoy this latest one, and I will see you or hear from you again in about three weeks' time on The First Mint. This search is over, now welcome to First Mint. Looking for NFT content, look no further, because this is it. From Top Shot to Blockchain, they got the data chops, analysis, and backdrops to show's equator hot. LG and Phil D, the best amongst others, best brothers that happen to balls is the Ball Brothers. So settle in, cause it's time for the best show. Ayo Quad, we'll be repping the first minute. Let's go. Oh, what's up? Hey, what's up? Man, you know, we, we always talk about how Quad is mentioned in that intro song, and he was finally back on the show last week. Which was great, but then for anybody who didn't tune in, because I didn't post, I didn't post the audio in the feed like I said I would. We had our co-host competition last week, and the three finalists who made it to the final were Chamber Wrecked, who's going to be the co-host that you're going to hear from, David Goldberg, the CEO of Swoops, and Quad. And Quad wow. got obliterated in the final. <laughs> Quad got obliterated, but here's how it played out. Yeah. So was it Chamber that got through the first round? Yes. Ooh, so chamber. Through, so we, yeah. So the first round we had a buy. So we had seven contestants. The first round, you got a buy to the final because it was a second round. There's three rounds. But the challenge in the first round, which I, I want to get your thoughts on this, Phil D, because I didn't even I don't think even take I told you what it was before. The challenge of the first round is everybody had 60 seconds to go find the first mint tweet with the most likes on it. Like whoever could get the one with the most, like one with the most likes would get graduate to the final round. And Chamber found one with like 150 likes from a contest recently. So that was pretty good. What did you think, Phil? Was that a good contest? Like a good challenge yeah, for people? Yeah, you yeah, only give okay. them 30 seconds. I mean, it, it was it made yeah. it fair for everybody because you didn't have time to kind of load up any software or, or do any kind no. of crazy searches. Yeah. And nobody if knew you, it was going to be that. You if know? you really so, yeah. wanted to win, you'd have to kind of already know which one of the first mints um, posts in the past have really done well. And then you could do a quick search with the words and, and the first man, you would have found it easy. There's some, some have sev- several thousand likes on them from the way, all, way, all you way, had to way do back. all the, the cheat code was to go to Twitter advanced search 
and type in cool cats mentioned yes. by the first mint and you instantly yeah. get like 20 <laughs> tweets with like 600 <laughs> likes on each one because <laughs> i actually looked back phil and like back in the day like two years ago or whatever we would post things be like we have received the video of the next cool cats moment it's steph curry and it would just be like i don't know steph curry doing like a layup people losing it and it'd be like 550 likes and like 100 comments people going to completely berserk can, can, <laughs> the golden days can we the golden taken, days i tell you can we be taken back to those days just for like a couple of days i mean i don't think we enjoyed them while they were happening as much as we should have no we, we had a great time but things were moving so fast that um yeah and and and, and i'll never forget when the down spiral kind of started it was it was hard to stop it and then we were so focused on that and do you sell or what do you do or what's happening is it ever going to come back mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. it's, it, it's tough to look back on those things for me. So, well, um, and the other thing too, I think people forget, and now we're just gonna turn into talking about top shop, but it's, it's like not yet. The, the boom happened in February and March, 2021. And then in April, May, and June, as the season ended, there was a dip, but there were still releases. We're doing club cold brew. You could still mm-hmm. land like a legendary pack in the queue and make like 10 grand. You know what I mean? It was like, mm-hmm. there was a dip from the high, but it wasn't like totally crushed. And then in August that year, Phil, people don't remember this. There was a bump, like 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 that's when all the NFTs went completely insane. Like Visa bought a crypto punk, like apes went to 50 ETH, like like things went insane in August 2021. And Top Shot had a resurgence, like it had a really positive month in August. Like I I even bought a few moments, you know, for like a couple grand. And then when the season started, it kind of died. <laughs> Because then when the season started, they were like, listen, you guys complained about how there were moments minted to 40,000 last season. Well, guess what? We're going to mint some to 60,000. And then it was just like, and then it just like, then the wheels fell off. And all of 2022 was like, 2022 went from like 75,000 buyers in January to like 6,000 in December. Like it just fucking died. So we'll we'll, we'll save those thoughts for a bit later, LG, because there's actually an update on uh, active users Uh from earlier today. Uh So it's actually fresh off the press and we'll, we'll go over that in a bit. Okay, so wait, what did you think? So what did you, let's go back to co-hosting. So what back did you think to last week's competition? Yeah, what did you think last so week's the competition? So the competition was fair. Like first round yeah. was totally fair. It's totally fair for one person to make it to the final uh, because you still had to put a bit of work in in the final. And I felt it was kind of a free-for-all um, in yeah. terms of anybody could win it. Now, what disappointed me the most, and this is not just for the first oh. round, but probably the entire competition, yeah. is how pathetic some of the answers were or sort of the competitiveness of certain people involved in the competition. Okay. <laughs> yeah. I know not everybody watches every episode. I know not everybody listens to every episode. And I know that not everyone has ever maybe even listened to a single episode of the first minute. Definitely before. not. Yeah, okay. You can definitely tell there's people um, who've never listened to the show ever. But you did not 100% need to have listened, uh, you know, religiously to do well in mm-hmm. this thing. Mm-hmm. And what got me the hardest was some of the people we thought would get some of these mm-hmm. simple questions. Uh-oh. We're so far off. Oh, so anyway, so first, so Matt. Chamber won the first round. Okay, listen. yeah, Chamber I won the best. He kind of came in really late with his answer. He was probably the last one you read, LG. I think. I think so. Um, no, I I got his early. I just knew that he had. Right. I, I knew he had already. You knew had a high number. No, because I looked was, at everybody's well tweets done. and I saw that you know because the other guys found tweets that had like eight likes. Like That's literally, if you just go to Twitter that and you scroll for six seconds, you'll find some that have at least like no. forty likes. You know, next what time mean? we're like, doing it, minus it, it, points when when we yeah. see <laughs> things like that, I have some minuses. That's ridiculous. To take the first tweet you see 
and, and, and use that one. I mean, I that's what we should have done is that if, if you if you can't find a tweet with at least 40 likes, you're kicked off the competition instantly. Like just just that would have made a lot more sense. Even better. If you don't know what TFM stands for, you should be kicked off. The OK, show. That, so, so you know you guys what? that's what we're doing next time. We're throwing so let's recap right it because not everybody listened. So basically, first round was find the tweet with the most likes. Chamber got the pass to the last round by doing that. Second round was with the other six remaining contestants. Top two move on, and the competition was 10 trivia questions. And the format was that they had to write it down. They write down their answer. Like, Phil would ask a question. They write down their answer, and they it, within within five seconds, they have to hold it up. So there's no, no time to go look things up or cheat or anything. And one guy literally went 0 for 10 on the competition. Kai Boy, which, bless his heart. I met him. I met him for real uh, at, at UFC Vancouver. Like, we actually, like, hung out. But that was an absolute disgrace. You know what I, I mean? I threatened to throw his ass out after five questions if he was over five, and I felt bad because he was. He, well, I don't know if he was close. Some of his answers are so off. Um, it he felt like close. the first time he yeah. ever listens or watches or participates in. But listen, when I saw him, when I met him in Vancouver, we were meeting up with all like the UFC strike people, and he came up to me and he's like, "Oh my god, are you LG?" And I was like, "Oh, this guy's like a hardcore fan." And then just had no idea any of the first main questions in the trivia. But he competed. He tried his hardest. He did. And he Phil, did. I have to say, Phil, Phil, as the trivia master, threw off the entire field of competitors with the first question, which was, and listeners, if you didn't listen to this, let's see if you can get it. When the first mint started in early 2021, what did TFM originally stand for? which is a trick question because it stood for the first mint. It has never stood for anything else, but <laughs> the half, the guys the half the guys playing wrote the first moment, <laughs> which isn't, it's because it was a trick question, Phil. They didn't expect it, but otherwise. It was, otherwise, but, 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 but thought, like you can see, it. LG, some people got past the trick part of it and were able mm-hmm. to still uh, answer. And, 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 and was it Kyboy? Was that his name? Kyboy? Yeah. The one yeah. who went over 10? You over have to 10. remember too, yeah. it's not, um you have to give him props because it's not for everybody to come on a live show like that and oh yeah and 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 perform under the pressure of every you know mm-hmm. okay only 30 40 viewers at the time but it's still pressure we felt it i've done live shows before not just for the first minute where there'll be like 20 viewers and i'm yeah. feeling the pressure of of course of, of, i feel pressure being in this pre-recorded right? podcast with you phil that's right i feel exactly. i feel pressure right now and i don't even have to publish this <laughs> that's right but i will yep. say the chat we had even though it was only like 20 or 30 viewers the chat was active and the chat was kind of savage you know what i mean like yeah. our chat whenever we do do a live stream our chat props to the chat like it's it's pretty savage there's some pretty cutting comments in there so uh it's not easy to go up against that crowd it's a wild crowd i love it i yeah. wish i could follow the chat a lot more that's why i love when you pop up the messages from what's going on in the chat. But then I knew you were busy. So I was looking at the yeah. chat. I'm like, LG's missing all these crazy messages that are going by. Yeah. I'm like, chat's yeah. losing their shit right now. So, <laughs> so round two was 10 trivia questions. Five were the first questions. mint based and yeah. five were just the most random shit you could ever come up with. Mm-hmm. Um, that I felt some were easy and some were trick questions, mm-hmm. but to the credit of some of the competitors, if you know me and, and watching me over the years on this show and on the live mm-hmm. shows, I do like trick questions and I like kind of things that are a little bit uh, easy, but not that easy. Right. Um, Now, some of the, some of the answers, I wish we had, I wish I'd written them down because I don't remember all of them, but this was like next level pathetic. Some of the stuff that we saw (laughs) on this trivia show. And I feel like if we did a regular trivia or a regular game show, we would see more and more of that. Right. Yes. Because people just either panic in the moment or they actually don't know. That's the best part is they don't know. Right. Yeah. Um, 
So it was pretty close. It was closer than I thought it would be uh, because we awarded, what, one point per question for the first nine questions? Yeah. And the other thing I will say about the trivia is that they had five seconds to answer. So there's no, there's no, like, it's not like trivia at a bar where, you know, you can have time to think about it, talk to other people about it. It's like, you have to answer, answer instantly. And it's like, if you ever watch Family Feud, you know, I always thought that the hardest thing to do at Family Feud would be the final round where it's like one, it's, they pick two people from the family and one person goes and has to give their quick answers. And then the next person comes and also has to answer the same questions. But if they answer the same thing, it buzzes. Like they have to do give another one. You know what I'm talking about? So that one, yes, like, I yes. feel like that's, that's kind of what it's like, where it's like super nerve wracking and it's easy to answer the wrong thing. It's, it's easy to like overthink it or say something too instinctual or both, you know? Um, so anyways, props to everybody who came up. I thought it was super fun. Um, and, uh, you know, at the, at the end of the day, chamber one. And everyone here is going to listen to him over the next two weeks. Chat with you, Phil. Woohoo. Congrats, Chamber. Uh, big shout out to uh, Mr. Goldberg as well. He was mm-hmm. he was in the lead for the most part of that thing. Quad mm-hmm. actually won the trivia, but Quad had quite an advantage in the sense that he knew all the TFM questions, obviously. He's produced the show before. He's mm-hmm. in the Discord, which is it's just totally allowed. I mean, that, that's mm-hmm. props to him because Stone Cold, let's be honest, our good friend Stone Cold, right? Mm-hmm. I love you, buddy. But that was what your performance on cold was easily one of the most disgraceful enforcement contest history. Okay. I like you're saying that right now because you know he's going to be listening to it. I know he's going to be listening. And when you said that (laughs) sentence, you said it in a game show host voice like you said it like you're Jeb Probst. Like you went from casual tone to be like Stone Cold. That was easily the The most disgraceful, the most pathetic performance i oh, have get the hell show. off the island. you are the weakest link <laughs> <laughs> get the That's hell out of my house how you said uh, i love it like i he, he was and he was getting mad that was the best part is he was like oh yeah what the hell are you talking about no what it was called <laughs> yeah. the first moment no it wasn't. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah he was convinced wait you tricked us right. you can't do that yeah, you yes i can us. that was the best part well one of the other questions too just so the listeners know one of the middle questions was, what is the item that Walmart sells the most in Canada and the U.S., which is bananas? But it's like, that could have been anything. So, it could have uh, yeah, been. great question. contestant got it right. So, 100%. Maybe we'll plan something like that for the fall, like some kind of rolling trivia league where people have to participate in trivia. Because I think it's, I think there's definitely an appetite for that. I think it'd be a lot of fun uh, to get more people involved in the trivia. So let's definitely let's definitely chat about that some more offline because I, I think I think those are always some of our best shows and the times we have the most fun is when you are running trivia. So let's plan for it. Uh, okay. And, and, and if you if you missed that episode, it was last Thursday, and you can find it on YouTube. Right? YouTube, okay. yeah, go you go watch it on YouTube. It's only an hour long. I was I was very adamant that we keep it short and not like a three hour perfect. live stream. So it was perfect. good. It was chaotic. Uh, we had a lot of fun. We met some new people, people we hadn't really chatted with, and yeah, Chamber wrecked from the DJ Network. Uh, and from the Mint Condition podcast, we'll be on here next week. Uh, I have no idea what he's going to talk about. So You, and you I actually idea. forgot to mention how he won, though, because part three was the oh, two yeah. winners of the trivia, and <laughs> then and then, and then then the first round by, which was Chamber. And then yeah. LG asked, all right, we gave them a couple of minutes to go and get their communities or whatever they needed yeah. to we do. We said it was going to be – it was a YouTube yeah. poll. Like, Because in YouTube, you can set a poll. So we asked. We're like, all right, the community is going to have to vote on this. And as soon as we said that, the viewers of the live viewers went from like 24 to like 56. Because clearly both Goldberg from Swoop went and tagged the Swoop's Discord and 
chamber went and tagged like the DGen network discord and all these people came out of nowhere <laughs> to vote for them. And it was like neck and neck. They were both at like 40% of the vote for the longest time quad deep in the background getting crushed. At 20%. <laughs> yeah, poor quad. Nowhere poor fucking quad. close. Uh, <laughs> but quad didn't go ping our discord. He could have, but he didn't. So to his credit, um, yeah. you know, to his credit. Yeah. I don't, I don't think he wanted it. I'll have to rewatch the tape. Cause I'd like to see, they both look like they were just sitting there. But you could tell their fingers were active oh, yeah. doing other stuff. And they oh, both yeah, claimed yeah, they didn't yeah. really ping anybody. But yeah. you know they and did, shit, right? Yeah. Oh, oh so. for sure. Yeah. Absolutely. The amount of votes was higher than the amount of viewers for a lot. Not time. even. No, the amount of votes was like 100. And we had like 20 <laughs> viewers for the hour. Like it was like all oh, these God. strangers came out of nowhere. They're all Suddenly the chat messages were like from people we've never heard of. Uh, all being like, let's go Chamber. Let's go Goldberg. You know, so that was pretty. And then, and then as we called the vote in Chamber's favor, People and the swoops people in there being like, wow, they went Goldberg off, got yeah. robbed, you know, <laughs> just super pissed. Yeah, unsubscribe <laughs> from the channel. And yeah, was, they were never great. subscribed. <laughs> they were, they felt they were, they were never subscribed. So let's be honest here. Uh, hey, Phil, I wanted to ask you, I mean, the draft, uh, let's talk NBA. The draft is pretty far in the background. Uh, did you have, I, we wrote, uh, I wrote a little newsletter bit about um, Grady Dick going to the, mm-hmm. the Raptors. Seems like he kind of stole like, the draft in terms of what people wanted to talk about in terms of like memes or just like weird people, which always happens. Any, any other thoughts generally on the NBA draft last week? No, it, it's actually one of the more boring drafts in all of poor sports. It because is. Yeah. It's pretty bad. Outside of the first couple of picks, nobody cares, yeah. right? If you look at the history of the NBA yeah. after the fourth or fifth pick, mm-hmm. there's a good chance those guys are not going to play in the NBA or are, are, are only going to be role players with the exception, oh. obviously of every year. If you look at the past 10 drafts, You'll have one yeah. or two guys after the tenth pick that yeah. became all stars. Yeah, there's um, like a Jokic here. It's and there super random. Like a, but like even Draymond, yeah, Gian, right? Giannis like, was picked thirteenth or whatever, twelfth. That's right. That's uh, right. Or fifteenth or something. Those and, are the outliers. Yeah. Jokic was forty forty first. Even Embiid wasn't was picked third. You know, in his draft. So yeah. it's not. No. You know, it's it's kind of a mess. Yeah. Um, so it was. Yeah. It was pretty. I mean, we obviously we were recording at the time, but I knew I wasn't missing yeah. much. For me, it's yeah. like the NFL draft actually matters right up until the late rounds because a oh, lot yeah. of these guys that are drafted, you need depth on an on an NFL yes. roster, right? Yeah. In the NBA, you just don't know. You got guys dropping. You got guys you're not sure about. I always felt that the really good teams always have an advantage because they can take a chance on a player that has dropped in the draft that yeah. nobody else wants to take a chance with trying to change their franchise. But yeah. they can take a chance on this player, and it always turns out that they somehow draft like these guys that turn into really good role players with the mm-hmm. 28th, 29th, and 30th pick. Because imagine being a rookie that some people have kind of given up on or that your stock fell in the draft, and you get picked late, and you go to a championship-winning team like the Golden State Warriors. Well, obviously, you're going to be around the best type of atmosphere to develop your game yep. and maybe pit, play like a top-10 pick eventually, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. I always felt they have such a big advantage picking late because they're playing with house oh, money. Oh, yeah. Guys, Absolutely. Right? Jordan Poole was picked yeah. 28th. But he that's exactly it, he was, right? He was, he was the 20th pick in the 2019 draft. That's right. right? And that's, that's a good example. I mean. yep. Kevin Kevon Looney, 30th. Yep. Like he was that's the right. last pick of that, the first round in the 2015 Harrison. Well, they picked Ed Harrison. The, Warriors, the, the, the Warriors are who I'm looking at precisely yeah. for this. But um, yeah, but Draymond like, was Draymond was picked 35th. Right. That's right. Like oh, that's, second you know, round. That's, yeah, that's yeah. right. Clay Thompson, 11th. Steph Curry, 7th. Like that's the, you know, the only, the only top Crazy. five pick the Warriors have had, I mean, in recent history is uh, James Wiseman. And he's yeah. kind of like not. And he's of all the picks, he's the bust. I know exactly. <laughs> yeah, he's the bust. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. yeah. So well, that's like now. you know that's yeah. well for I mean they had Kaminga Never pretty did. high and Kaminga is like kind of good. Yeah, kind of still development a little bit. But you know, Phil, I had a trivia question for you, Phil. 
who is the last first overall pick to win the MVP? You mean the last guy picked like the the last the last um, the last person because this year Embiid not picked first overall. Uh, clearly, Jokic not picked first overall. Who was the last MVP winner? Who was the first overall pick when they were drafted? You know, no, because all the guys the I know are not picked first. None of them were picked first. Um, it's more obvious than you think. I had to look it up, but it's it's a little bit more obvious than you think. I'm just trying to think of all the guys that went number one. I don't know. I actually don't I mean, think know. think MVPs. Think backwards in MVPs. Like league MVPs. I'm trying to, but I only have the recent guys in my head. Um, <laughs> give me a hint. Guide me in the right direction here. Any hint will be so obvious. <laughs> it is. He's he's still he's still one of the most popular players in the league. Let's put it that way. Oh, LeBron. Yes. <laughs> Shit, man. I, you know why? Why did when I not even think of LeBron? That's crazy. Yeah, but he's uh, the only. That's the last. He's that's the, crazy. He's, yeah, because Steph was seventh. Damn, that's um, right. Who that's else has won put... since then? Like KD, St. No. But that's no why I couldn't KD, think of one. Is because no it's Russ, been such a long time. Um, yeah. Who else? Uh, you know, yeah. Giannis, same thing, right? None of those guys. Derrick Rose, I think, was second in his draft uh, behind um, – fuck, who's the other guy in the Derrick Rose? Anyways, yeah, it's not – it's actually been a while since there's been um, – and I think LeBron's that's the wild. only one for a while. So it's actually – that's actually kind of interesting to think about it. Not that winning MVP – not winning MVP makes you a bust as a first overall pick, right? There's only so many guys who can win. There's only one person who can win MVP every year, and there's going to be a first overall pick every year as well. So that's kind of hard. You know, it's not not that that's the expectation, but you think even recent history, it's like it's really doubtful that like pa, pa, um, uh, Banchero is going to win an MVP one day, or Kate Cunningham, or any of those guys, right? Like it's like maybe but it's hard. Maybe, it's it's hard. really hard. With to all win the an superstars MVP. in this league, it's usually the that's same it. guys kind of passing it around, right? Yeah, that's um, it, right? So, so but anyways, I thought that that was kind of like an interesting tidbit. That's like, wow, it's only LeBron who's ever actually been able to do that. That's like why. any that's, any that's time a long recently. Time ago. That's right? twenty yeah. plus years. Yeah, that's crazy. yeah, yeah. It's well, I mean, that was ten years ago that he won. Would have been on my end. No, no. In terms of the being MVPs. drafted, in terms yes. of being drafted, yeah. I meant. Yeah, yeah, yeah exactly. Um, so, anyways, yeah. So draft draft doesn't really mean anything anymore. It was right? okay. because you have yeah. you have. Well, I mean, but you have recent MVPs who I mean, Embiid was third in his draft, but the other guy like Giannis and Jokic, it's like they weren't. You know, those were That's pretty right. deep down in the draft. Like any team could have had them almost, right? Yeah, yeah. So, um, I mean, it was yeah. more about the outfits and, um, you know, the memes and stuff. And I, I don't know what they would have done without Grady Dick because he was like, <laughs> he was a talk of the night <laughs> yeah. before, during, and after um, mm-hmm. with that, you know, Dorothy or Wizard of Oz outfit tribute that he wore, mm-hmm. that huge red mm-hmm. sparkling suit. Mm-hmm. And I think he's the perfect fit in Toronto. Not that I think he's going to help the team win a championship uh, yeah. because the, the, the Raptors right now are as far as you can get from winning a championship or even competing for a championship. Mm-hmm. Again, without a superstar player in the NBA, you're not winning a championship. There's only mm-hmm. ever been one team. It was like the 04 Pistons, whoever the hell it was. And there hasn't been one since. <laughs> yeah. Now, yeah, yeah, yeah. right? Like that, there was no superstar on that team and they won, but that was just, no. that was, and again, an outlier. It, it's yeah. not going to happen anytime soon. So, no, I mean that was a pretty yeah. unique situation. Uh, those pit, right? No, exactly. And it's not. It's not as realistic. You could also say that that Pistons era was in like a bit of a depreciation of mega stars, where it's like the Shaq, Kobe, Lakers had broken up, right? Mm-hmm. Or wasn't really as efficient. It was a transition there's no, period. There's yeah. no Jordan. LeBron just got drafted. Right. So you kind of had this. 
you know, who, so who was, who was the rap? I mean, obviously those are the generational stars. Um, but even this recent generation stars weren't in the league yet. Like, you know, Dwayne Wade or any of those kind of guys. So like, what were, what were the top teams back then? Right. Like the, who, who were the Pistons playing? Like the Pacers, right? Like the, yeah, you yeah. know, yeah. The, you know, Reggie Miller Pacers, like, I don't know. <laughs> right. So there weren't yeah. that many, many teams for them to get through. Not that they weren't good. You know, props to the so so he fits in. He fits in here in terms of the fans in Toronto, as passionate as they are, they mm-hmm. love players like that. Okay, and, yeah. and I'm I don't want to get into the racing, but they love their kind of weird white players. We've had some in the past, like <laughs> Matt Bonner was one that I remember, and because he rode transit instead of taking cars in Toronto, and yeah. because he was a redhead, uh, yeah. they called him the Red Rocket here. He was a fan favorite. The Red Rocket is actually what they call the transit system here. The TTC yes, is, yeah. is is nicknamed the Red Rocket because its uh-huh. the logo is red, I guess. Um, and and Matt Bonner, because he had red hair and because he is who mm-hmm. he is, was, was mm-hmm. called the Red Rocket. People loved it. Mm-hmm. So I could mm-hmm. see Grady Dick already being a fan favorite. We know he is because the cameras are following him all over town. He's in town right now. He had his press conference today. He still acts like a complete goofball from college. Uh, even mm-hmm. though he's been drafted, he has not changed one little bit. Apparently, he's a, a viral sensation on TikTok, too, which I, I don't have TikTok, so I didn't know this. Um, and I don't really know what he does. But apparently, he's, is he he's good? A, is he good? I don't know. Oh, he's a good shooter. So the he's Raptors, a, he's a good shooter, right? Like very good shooter. Nine, terrible defense. Terrible um, defense. Perfect. But defense, I feel, is something you can probably fix more than yeah. shooting at the NBA level. I mean, if you can't yeah. shoot, you can't shoot. And I, I don't see how that would improve that much. Right. No, um, defense is something so, you work you work on in like yeah. in a scheme with a coach too, right? That's so right. it's like it's you know that'll take a couple of years to develop. And but he's not a superstar anyways. unless he becomes a superstar out of nowhere. Yeah. But yeah. you know, um, he's perfect for the fan base. Let's just put yeah. for me, this was a pick not just for the team, but I think it was as much for the fan base, knowing that the fans uh, who are starting to get a little antsy and pissed off, and mm-hmm. you know, now you're hearing that Kawhi Leonard. And Paul George are going to be broken up. And that whole thing's over with the Clippers after the whole, you know, the, the anniversary just passed LG of the mm-hmm. Raptors winning the championship four years ago now. And mm-hmm. every year I get the same feels when I see the memories come up on Facebook, mm-hmm. Instagram and all that. And As I go should, back yeah, and watch really all my yeah. videos of mm-hmm. the night we won and then the parade. Mm-hmm. And the feeling is like still the same. It's still an incredible feeling that I really believe we're probably not going to feel, um, or, or experience again in our lifetime or for a very long time. It is so hard right? to win. But, but so some cities just win. win like Boston and, and, and New York. I'm sorry, forget New York. Boston has been so lucky. If you look at the last 10 years, they've got professional yeah. championships. Like they're yeah. used to this. This is, they do this for a living, yes. right? Yes. For us though, the getting that one championship, it had been the first since 1992 in the city of yeah. Toronto. If you don't count yeah. MLS, which I don't. Yeah. Okay. I'm yeah. not going to an MLS parade. I'm not going to a CFL parade. Not, I don't care about that. Stuff. <laughs> Let's be honest here. We've had yeah. those. Well, no, MLS. Like, no, I think sports. I think the right comparison of MLS to the other leagues in in is it how far up is it in terms of pro leagues of that sport in the world? Right, like the NBA is the top sports league pro league for basketball. Right, the MLS is not the top pro league for soccer. It's not even freaking it's, close. It's not even close to being it's the top. It's not even the equivalent of like G League compared to like your nobody you know outside I mean? like, of north america watches it put it that way no, no that no, might change now with not. messi coming over but no the mls is like know, a nice place still, to take your kids yeah. <laughs> for like a cheap ticket if you live in all one of the super random freaking expansion cities the mls has like that's like an alternate thing you can do in the summer mm-hmm. um you know or, or whatever that is so anyways that's what i used to do when i lived in montreal I'd just go to the montreal impact games for like 
10 bucks. You know, but you're not going to the work. parade when they win is what I'm saying, right? Like no. for me, it's not something the whole city is lining up for. Them. No, absolutely. So for that reason, there is no parade. What they actually do when no. teams like the Toronto Argonauts of mm. the CFL or Toronto FC of MLS win is they have like a rally at, mm. at city hall. And that's it. There's no, because if they did a parade, there wouldn't be anybody on the side of the road. There'd be a couple no. of people and nobody's shutting down. Nobody's bothering with the downtown traffic or any of the nonsense that happens in the city. Mm just for one of those championships. So I feel the fact that we got to experience that the way we did, and it just passed mm-hmm. the anniversary, is, is going to be special for a very, very long time. Because, mm-hmm. again, in hockey, we are nowhere near. We haven't even been to a finals in Toronto since 1967. Forget winning it. We haven't been to the finals, okay? This is the more, Raptors, here we go. We're back so it, on Toron- Toronto Suffer Sports. We have to. People have know, to understand fast. our pain yeah. here. Okay, and and we're and the Raptors again without a superstar player. I don't care who's yeah. on your roster. You're yeah. nowhere near unless LeBron. And here's no. the best part: we have never signed in our history a player that's gone on to become an All Star. Okay, Ever. no, and that's well, that's the, the thing. But that's nobody what you're saying. Like you're you're comparing us to Boston, but the thing is, is, like a lot of free agents don't want to sign in Toronto. Nobody, nobody comes. You know here. what I mean? Like we signed we signed like George Springer to the Jays a couple yeah. years ago, but that was a and huge was, contract. That was huge to get him to come here. You know what I mean? Somehow. And it hasn't, yeah, we don't know how. We don't know how. You know, I'm but there's a cheating lot of like scandal, when, that's why. when that happens, it. it's yeah, exactly. It's like shocking <laughs> that that a guy actually wants to come sign in Toronto. Like that's the thing, is like Toronto has to prepare the Raptors have to prepare for every offseason where they're not gonna be candidates for the top free agents. You know what I mean? Like you just had kind of have to prepare for that. Maybe the guys lower down the you know journeyman yeah. kind of guys who Bradley Beal recently. I'm not going to Toronto. That was part of like what came out. of Yeah, it's so random teams, right? too, right? Like yeah. why not? Like well, it's like we're, you, we're huh? a team built to complement a superstar, so it doesn't really make any sense to not want to come here. But it's just like it's just something they don't want to do. So, anyways, it, it is what it is. The Raptors will, will you know you know beg and claw their way to 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 prominence or at least maybe to, to relevancy. But we were talking about this last week that it's like the Raptors are, are super relevant right now. Not about to be relevant for the near or future. Not about to be relevant. Like that. Exactly. Phil, um, who, who, here's a hot question for you that probably that's the only question you can kind of think about at the NBA right now. I haven't been any trades since the draft um, or anything major. Who's going to win rookie of the year next year. Cause you got one You've got maybe Scoot Henderson and Brandon Miller. Like you don't know if they're going to be good. And then you also have Chet Holmgren who at many that's times, right. even though he didn't play yes. at all last year, kept saying that when he's in the NBA, he's going to be the best player in the NBA. So what is your, what do you have a pick? Who's your, what's your prediction? Like, I is think it really between, easy? Yeah. My prediction is that Chet Holmgren and Wemby will, will battle for the MVP and they will be the two skinniest guys in history of the NBA <laughs> to battle for the Not MVP. MVP. No, no. You, oh, sorry, you you MVP? The, I'm sorry. That would be amazing if they battled for MVP. No, no. Forget MVP. They're not battling for MVP. Not with those other big dogs still in the league. It's just not going to happen. No, but, no, no. Um, yeah. it's it's for sorry. I meant for rookie of the year. If you yeah. look at the two men, and I saw Wemby again in his Spurs uniform. Did you see him that first little shoot around he did for yes. the media? Yeah, he I missed like that, five yeah. shots in a row. He's like, fuck this. He went. <laughs> then he went for like a dunk or a layup. He's like, I'm out of here. Jet lag. Give him a break, man. He's a little jet lag. He's got, he has. He's got to. He's got to get used to life in Texas. <laughs> Very different than that's uh, right. Wherever wherever Metropolitan ninety two plays, I think he's up for it though. Is. He looked like like he took the subway from wherever it was in New York to go to a Yankees yeah. game. Like he looked like he was down for like the chaos of the United States, right? So he seems he seems like he's ready to like be a star a little bit, right? He's I already so. been dealing with that for like a year and a half, two years. So I feel like he's he's going to do well with that. But at the same time, man, like I don't know. I, we've I think we've talked about this that it's like tall skinny guys like that like it's not easy to have a long healthy career that's you my know what concern, i mean like right? that that yep. is tough and you know you watch when play and it's like yes he can shoot 
and he's massive and he can he's gonna be able to dunk over top of people got the other centers in the nba they know that and when they're lining up to play him they're like they're the only option in that case is to make it a rough game for him like that's the only way you stop a guy like that is you make him scared to play against you and you beat him up you know, so that's like I, I'm assuming that Wemby is gonna get freaking fouled pretty freaking hard. But he can handle year. it. I've seen some of his tape. He's got guys all over him all the time and and but it's different animal meat. They're NBA. not NBA guys, no. man. Like, but look at know. Chet Holmgren, right? Like <laughs> yeah. Chet looked yeah. fragile to me and he got hurt yeah. in summer league last year. Now, is Wemby playing in summer league this year? I think he is, right? Because uh no, I, I looked he up said he wasn't. Oh, he's not because I, I looked well, yeah. here's my clue. I looked up yeah. the schedule of the summer league. And they're, the Spurs are playing in the California Classic, which is not the Vegas League. It's a different one. Mm. Mm. And there's only like six or seven or eight teams in that thing. And right. they've got the primetime spot at 8 p.m. Eastern on mm. ESPN. All the other games are like on ESPN2 or other channels. But the Spurs' first ever game in that thing is on ESPN at 8 p.m. Eastern, which leads me to believe or led me to believe at the time. Mm. But now you're saying maybe otherwise that mm. he would be playing summer league. Or else, why would they put them in that slot? Okay, maybe he it. is. Then I, I could swear I saw at some point that he wasn't, but maybe it was like a I rumor, don't see why he all, wouldn't. All, all I'm saying is that, like, know. and Chet obviously they're both centers, right? Like Chet is also a center. Oh yeah, correct. Yeah, I, it's I like think I just so, think yeah. I just think they're going to need those to like seven I, But I just don't know how much of an impact they're going to have early on. Sure, maybe they, they'll shoot the lights out at three, but it's like, listen, put them in a game, and they're tall, but like I can't see them down in the paint against like Embiid. And like even someone like Bam, who's smaller, but who's like so freaking strong. Like, I don't know how those guys are going to deal with those or like Miles Turner, like some of those just massive dudes in the NBA. That's going to be some rough. And I think if you're those other centers, like your job is to just make life really hard for those guys by banging them around. And it's like Wemby is so small. Like he looks like if you pushed him, like his arm would like break in half. So anyways, we'll see. I I think he'll be okay. I do. I think he'll be fine against all those guys. And and he's my pick for... For, for rookie of the year. I think it's not even going to okay. be close, but he has yeah. to stay healthy. That's the big yeah. problem here is, is, is if he's anything like Chet Holmgren, and I think Chet Holmgren is going to have issues all his entire career, is I think mm-hmm. these guys might be fragile, but mm-hmm. um, I, you can't pick anyone else because if you look at the history of the Spurs, yeah. David Robinson, right, and, and Tim Duncan were both number one picks. Mm-hmm. They both won MVP, and they both mm-hmm. won the NBA championship. So there's a kind of a pattern here. Um, yeah. and, 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 and a lot of guys have actually come into the league kind of lanky the way, mm-hmm. um, Wemby is, and, and, and they've looked different as their careers progress. So I, we'll I'm, see. I'm gonna, I hope he stays healthy, man. I do. I really I'm going to throw it out there. I think Brandon Miller is going to win rookie of the year. Like Just Brandon the, Miller, man. the dark horse. I feel like he's going to be able to be healthy under the radar. He's got a lot of like clutch in him. Mm-hmm. Maybe lead the maybe lead the Hornets into the play in or something like that. Like I feel like that, and 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 not just yeah. because he's going to play well, but I think I think the other two guys are going to rotate some injuries. I would say that I could. I think so you don't because the thing is that like if Wemby tweaks his knee in the fifth game, you are not putting him back out to keep playing the fucking season. Like right. you are having him sit down, and you've seen that with other top picks recently, like. Zion and let's I don't know if you want to get into the Zion drama. <laughs> no, I love the Zion drama. Man. That, <laughs> I know that's, that's like that's the filthy special. I love that stuff. stuff. The Zion God. stuff is great. But like that's an example of like, okay, well, anytime he's hurt, they're gonna sit him out because they're still trying to protect the prospect. And it's taken like five seasons for them to be like, okay, maybe this won't work. So, you know, maybe he's a bust. So I think I think Wemby like or Chet, it's like at the even the hint of some kind of like ankle tweak, knee tweak, or elbow problem, they're not playing. You know, so I think I think you have to keep that in mind. And I think that's why guys like Scoot, Brandon Miller, 
uh, the rest of those two brothers. Like, I think that they have a, a, a decent, not not too far an outside chance at, at rookie of the year for those reasons. Well, anybody does. If those guys get injured, yeah. anybody does. Now, the other prospect I wanted to kind of uh, bring up, and I brought this up with somebody at work because they had no idea, but if you look up Amari Bailey, and I forgot who it is mm-hmm. that took him, I'm like, I recognize the name. And I'm trying to think of where I recognize this free name from. Mm-hmm. And he is the one that was Bronny Jr.'s uh, or Bronny James's teammate at Sierra Canyon. And oh, he's yeah. the one that Drake was caught by like drone footage with Amari <laughs> Bailey's mom on a date in like a, an MLB stadium at night. Do you remember that? It was like secret drone <laughs> yeah. footage of Drake having dinner with yeah. someone. And it yeah. was Amari Bailey's mom. So right yeah. away, my colleague who I was telling this to on this work computer with a huge screen is like, I'm going to look her up. I'm like, all right, yeah. well, yeah. be careful. You look her up. You don't know what kind of pictures you're going to get. But anyways, yeah. um, that's I knew I recognized him. And it, it came to mind right away that there was a connection with Drake. And I'm, I'm just looking at the kid. I'm like, my God, having gone through all that already, you know, if that's yeah. how I remember him. Um, but you never know. Guys like that, late round picks and, and, and you know, you, anything you just happen. don't know. One of my favorite things to do, LG, is to go back in every sport and look at the drafts from like the last 20 years yes, oh yeah, and see which guys were kind of like picked in the later rounds and became mm-hmm. random decent players. And then you have the undrafted guards and other position players mm-hmm. that um, have become tremendous players. I mean, the NHL mm-hmm. just released a list of guys that never got drafted mm-hmm. at any level of hockey. And I was shocked. I'm like, wow, that's a huge list. Mm-hmm. Um, and the NBA is the same. Look at Fred Van Vliet, who's scheduled to land a mm-hmm. huge deal right now, whether it be from the Raptors or somebody else. He was the trademark Raptors undrafted guard that became kind of a star player, sort of. Oh, um, yeah. For the lack of other star players, I guess. Yeah. Uh, and now they just picked another one in in Marquise Noel from from yeah. Kansas State that was arguably the most impressive player in the NCAA tournament that we just watched when he put mm-hmm. on that performance um, mm-hmm. in in the later rounds, right? So you never know. But the Raptors, when they announced that, I was like, here we go again, right? Mm-hmm. They're, they're taking a big shot with the undrafted guys, and they usually do really well with these undrafted players and turning them into um, really good NBA players. The Raptors actually have some of the best development in the entire league, and they have for years, right? Because mm-hmm. all those guys on that championship team with Kawhi had won a championship in the G League before. Like Pascal right. had played down there, and so yeah. had Fred Van Vliet, and so had everybody yeah. else on that team. They had all been part of the Raptors 905, which mm-hmm. is the G League team who won a title, mm-hmm. and then they all graduated to the Raptors and won. So there's oh, yeah. a there's a real good development system with the Raptors, but I just you know it doesn't change. You know, so, a really interesting draft. You want to look back on a good draft is a 2009 NBA draft, Blake Griffin draft, first overall. Oh man, Blake. third third overall, James Harden, <laughs> Ricky Rubio at fifth, <laughs> Steph Curry at seventh, Demar Derozan at ninth, uh, Brandon Jennings, if you remember him, at tenth, Tyler Hansborough, Psycho T at thirteenth. <laughs> <laughs> which I loved also briefly on the Raptors drew holiday 17th uh, Jeff Teague 19th. Uh, who else you got in here? Um, Damari Carroll, God, 27th. Uh, and then there's one Patty Mills. Patty Mills was uh, 55th. Like he was the sixth last pick in the draft. And now like a, one of the only guys who's played every season since Danny green, also in that draft at 46, who do, who was the number two pick behind Blake Griffin Phil? Do you remember? No. Can you name? Can you I'm, name with, it I'm not good head. with drafts, man. Because Only I get played, my played five seasons in Memphis. That's it. I get confused. I get confused all the time with my drafts, yeah. and I, I can't figure it out. Um, so it was Hashim Tabit? Oh, Tabit, yeah, from Yukon. Yukon, <laughs> yeah. Oh my god. Somebody that honestly, most most people listening to the show, even me, like I don't really know who that is. Honestly, <laughs> that's He's, so long ago. He was you got really like good in college, really good. But that's yeah. another guy that injuries uh, kind of just 
took over and he was sure. super, super lanky from what I remember. Yeah. And, uh, and you know what? Not everybody pans out. He's not but the first. I mean, yeah. Please find me the draft where what's that? What's a freaking Canadian guy's name, man. The, the biggest bust of all time as a number one pick. Anthony Bennett. Anthony, Anthony Bennett. Bennett draft. That was, that was the year. That was two years okay. in a row that the number one, the number one draft pick was a Canadian guy, right? Cause it was Andrew oh, Wiggins and Anthony Bennett. Please pull and up. Were, and they were both the drafted by the Cavs. Uh, they were both they were both drafted by the Cavaliers. Yeah, that that is the by. most horrific draft of all time in history. Yes. It has to be. That entire first round is garbage. I saw it the other day. Someone was like, talk, someone was talking about bad drafts, and that one was like, okay, future. yeah. So yeah, compare that to 2009. So here in the that's the 2013 NBA draft. Anthony Bennett first overall. Victor Oladipo second. That's not that's not that's awful. Decent, but who's Victor decent, Oladipo? I, I, right I, well, what would you consider right? a decent player? I consider a decent player like somebody who has been a starter consistently for a team they played on. But a lottery like pick, I expect seasons. to be a star player. Someone who makes the yeah. But sometimes game. some drafts just suck. Like there are no star that players was one in, in this yeah. draft. Like there's in 2013 draft. Okay, the only guy is Giannis. Giannis is the only guy in this draft who's like decent. Right. Okay, there's yeah, Gobert. Yeah. Gobert went at 27th. Oh, screw Gobert, man. He started COVID. <laughs> you know who the the fourth overall pick that year was cody zeller <laughs> yeah that, that's why i was laughing hey, I was and cody zeller got some minutes man. in the finals this year Dude, all right so i don't laugh it, it up uh, he also has KCP, one of the biggest yeah. like online digital collectible collectors in the world collecting his <laughs> nft so i guess that's an, uh, an accomplishment in itself uh another canadian in this draft 2013 kelly olinick Hey, I like team. Kelly Olynyk. I think he's super solid, man. I, I know he's not yeah. a star oh, player, yeah. but I, I really like. And Kelly Olynyk will play a huge part in Canada's mm -hmm. World Cup team in August, so we got to support mm -hmm. him. Yeah, there's only there's only one player in the second round of that draft who's played more than ten seasons or ten seasons wow. or more. Mike Muscala. That? That's it. Oh, Mike he just that's got traded, it. I think, from Boston. I think yeah, he was part of a deal right. recently. Yeah. So he's the only he's the only guy in the second Damn. round who's played every season since then. Every other guy, there's so no one even crazy. with nine. The closest one is eight eight seasons of James Ennis the, the third, uh, and Man. that's it. Yeah, so it's pretty pretty pretty. Busy. Although CJ McCollum also part of that 2013 draft at tenth, so not some a couple decent guys, but not really how many all stars. Like Gobert is kind of like a fake all star anyway. So um, outside of Giannis, you know, very very. Oh, Dennis Schroeder also in this draft. Who cares? Um, but the what problem, I was going to say about yeah, what, sorry, what was going to say? About, yeah, go, go ahead. ahead. No, no, go ahead. And mine so is a completely so different point. I'll okay, the last thing I'll say about the draft. Let's talk about something else after, but. The 2009 draft, what I was saying about the Blake Griffin draft is that what's interesting is that if you compare the big names in this draft and you compare their their career trajectories and what they've meant to different teams over time, Blake Griffin, James Harden, Steph Curry, and DeMar DeRozan, all, all top 10 picks of that draft, all like all all stars, but all like significantly different mm -hmm. careers mm -hmm. as prominent NBA players. Curry, so Curry and Harden still quite relevant as players obviously, but it's just interesting. You think about like Blake Griffin first couple of years was like, man, like that was like one of the superstars of the league on those, those years of CP three on, on the Clippers. Right. Like, man, but now Blake Griffin, like crazy was on the bench yeah. for barely comes off the bench actually for Boston or something. I don't even yeah, know where he was, you know? So it's a cheerleader. Yeah. Anyway, it's a cheerleader. Yeah, exactly. So anyways, go on. What were you going to say? I was just going to say, it, it just hit me now that even the Raptors, to be honest with you, because they're always in that middle spot of being kind of, a borderline playoff team or an early round exit playoff team. Mm -hmm. You don't, we don't, we rarely get lottery picks in Toronto. And when we no. do, we tend to kind of mess them up. Like Andrea Bargnani was a complete. <laughs> <laughs> that's okay. our first, that's our only first that's overall only pick ever. ever. 
Uh, and I think, oh, oh, who got picked after Andre Bargnani? Do you know? I don't know. Oh, it was, um, oh my God. Do you know oh. who? No, I know it's someone that I was, I, I think, I think it was someone I regretted that we didn't pick for a long time. Who was it? Our chat. There's no chat right now. It was LaMarcus Aldridge. Okay. Still, I, he's still kind yeah. of in the league. Not really. No, I, I think, think he retired he's actually. He had back issues. And, and third was Adam Morrison. So we didn't, we didn't really. There oh, was no, everyone and, wanted Adam Morrison yeah. that year. I remember and the, that. But the first couple years, Phil, everybody was hot on Brandon Roy because he was sixth overall oh, that year true. and he was good. But then he had to retire early. I think he had a lot of yeah. health problems. The only, the only, the guy who played the most, there's two players in the 20, 2006 draft, the Andre, Andrea Bargnani, Bargnani draft who have played 17 seasons the, that have played every season since then. Can you name them, Phil? Probably not. No, absolutely not. <laughs> they are Rudy Gay and Kyle oh, Lowry. Rudy Gay, who just got traded right now, a couple minutes yes. before we came on the air. <laughs> and oh, who really? I tweeted, I tweeted Woj. I'm like, I didn't even know he was still in the league to be traded. <laughs> yeah. okay? He also played for the Raptors briefly, very briefly. He did. Um, yeah. But apparently he's still in the league and he picked up his player option yeah. of like, 13.5 million for this upcoming season. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, Rudy Gay, who I didn't even know plays in this league, it will be making more money than every single NHL player. Who gave him that contract? Season. Who gave him that contract? Who gave, I don't know. I think that? <laughs> he was traded from Atlanta to, 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 no, or sorry, from you. I don't know who he played for anymore, uh, to be honest. I think he came from Utah because John Collins just got traded to Utah. And yeah. I think Rudy Gay was part of the package coming the other way. I'm not sure. Yeah. But hey, watch out for Utah. They were a team that was supposed to finish in the lottery last year. Mm-hmm. They because they got rid of Donovan Mitchell. They ended yeah. up being way better, probably the surprise team of the year yes. because of Walker Kessler the and Laurie Markinen. Markinen, first man guest yeah. Walker Kessler. Yeah. Yes, okay? from the past, from the past. Who I, I don't think I've ever heard someone so happy to be on our show, man. That guy could have stayed <laughs> for hours, right? Like we were on spaces with the guy, and he was telling us like life stories, man. Oh yeah, right? that was good. That was before he got um, drafted. That was before the draft. That was last May. The, that was, that was, was before right before the draft. The draft. Yeah, You're right. That's why I saw them that. play. I saw him play. I went to I went to two NBA games this year. One was in Portland Raptors and Blazers with the kind of like a Jurassic Pack crew. And the other was in San Francisco just after Christmas uh, with my brother in law or like my wife's brother in law. So anyways, <laughs> we're the we're, we're we're two guys who married two sisters, you know, to put okay. it that way. So yes. anyway, so I, we went we went to the Warriors jazz game. Um, and yeah, I was really impressed. And that was like, like Steph and clay were sitting that game, which fucking sucked. Um, but I I think Steph was injured and that morning they announced that clay wasn't playing. So it sucked. But, um, I was really impressed with Kessler and with Lori marketing, like marketing was pretty freaking good, man. Like it was pretty, it was good to see him in person. Uh, and, and I thought Jordan Poole played incredibly well too. They won. Well, think about that um, again, John Collins now going to play with Lori marketing and, 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 and Walker Kessler, and and the plethora of of, of, of guys they have there. I mean, it's a, it's a yeah. decent roster. They were impressive yeah. last year, I thought. So I they'll love what's happening. A, they'll still need to start to do anything. This is they'll the still best time. Yeah. Oh no, they do. This is yeah. the best time in the NBA. I mean, I know we say that maybe three, four times a year, but what's going on right now is the kind of the domino effect is going to start hitting. I believe guys can start officially signing. Um, it's coming up. There's some kind of deadline coming up. I think July mm-hmm. 6th is when the trades can go through and guys can start signing. Mm-hmm. We have not, I keep saying it every week and I'm going to keep saying it. We have not heard from LeBron or the Lakers mm-hmm. now in three, four, five, six weeks. Mm-hmm. I don't know what the hell is going on over there, but this is the first off season in history of, of LeBron's career where you don't hear a word from the guy. So I don't yeah. know what he's cooking up. He, he's probably on a world tour 
of like trying mm-hmm. to find players that'll come play for the Lakers mm-hmm. uh, that they can add secret world tour because you can't tamper and do things mm-hmm. like that. Mm-hmm. But he's, he's, well, quiet you can't, but if you're at a, if you're at a, hanging out on a beach in Cuba or something like that with another player, that's not tampering because there's no evidence. But you can <laughs> yeah, definitely be having cigars boat, with them. Yeah, tell, yeah exactly. <laughs> yeah, on the banana. Listen, you don't understand, Phil. My dream is to be on a banana boat. Like that's, that's like, I don't know. When I think about like what are fun things to do in the summer, like with family and friends, the main thing I think about that I want to do is for somebody to have a speedboat and to pull us on a giant freaking tube or a banana boat and people to get fucking launched in the air. Like that's the main, like all, you know, I live on the West coast. Everybody's doing all this, like uh, all these other water adventures, you know, all these climbing mountains, uh, canoe trips. Like I did like all this other, you know, fucking hippie granola shit that people do out here. The main thing that like ayahuasca ceremonies, like that kind of crap. The main thing that I want to do is get on a banana boat with you and your kids and like other friends and family and just and just get do it over and over like all day and get freaking launched 20 feet in the air like that's my main uh, i'd be down for that the only but thing I'd, i want i'd love to see a first mint banana boat and see <laughs> who the lucky five members would be actually it would only be three because the two of us would be on there that's next but first mint fest is we're who would be the boat. three yeah. that earn a spot on that el- exclusive banana boat um, I, I would think the guys who rode the worm with you would have some kind of advantage um, in terms of, uh, if, of they know how to ride these. But you know yeah. what? I'll tell you something about water devices like that. I'll do, I actually have a, a crazy, crazy phobia um, mm-hmm. of, of things that are pulled by boats because about oh. six or seven years ago, oh, you no. know, those, you know, those round like saucer ones that you put like five or six people in them. You, there's a backrest. I've got a nightmare to show you. Yeah. And you get pulled by a speedboat. Mm-hmm. I went on one of those. And mm. the boat was, I mean, obviously the, the whole idea is to like launch people off of it at the mm-hmm. end. But what people underestimate is how much you can get hurt when you hit the water at a certain speed. Wow. Because geez. when you're hitting the water, you're, you're either going to go in, not smoothly, but it's either just going to hit you like water up the nose and things like that. But if you cartwheel on the water, it, it's not what it looks like in the videos. Like you're, it hurts, man. It's like hitting a yeah. wall. And no, I was playing yeah. high level men's soccer at the time. Uh, indoor and outdoor yeah. and all that and i went for a summer party where we were taken out on a boat and and the guy who was running the boat thought it was hilarious to flip us at full speed when he saw it was me obviously with my personality he's like all right i'm gonna murder this guy now so he <laughs> threw us off and i felt it in my knee right away when i hit the water and i was out for like six or seven months with um a knee injury i couldn't walk properly for six or seven it was really bad so i have this phobia now of being pulled on the water. And I'm always like, I swear to God, I'm coming on this thing. You better not throw me off. Like take me for a crazy ride. Do not flip this thing. Cause I don't want to get hurt again. Wow. Phil, you sound like mom, honestly. Come on, well, man. I don't want to get hurt, man. <laughs> have I some you, fun. I, I take have some sports. That's not live fun. your life. I I, that's not fun to me. Hurt <laughs> okay. Me. How about this? I just found this this morning. I posted on Instagram. What about this thing? It's a roulette inner tube oh, that spin that, that f- spins in the Hell air. No. So let's just, let's just watch it. Look at this. <laughs> <laughs> there was like six people it's last person hanging on wins and look then it bounces and people get freaking tossed right hurt. i'm telling you you get well, hurt Phil, but look at how many people are on the boat why are there like 30 people on this speedboat watching this how's that even possible because, why because they enjoy watching people they enjoy watching people get hurt that's why <laughs> i gotta post this i gotta make sure we get a link to this in the in the description so this well phil what's your what phil what is your quintessential uh summer activity like, what is the thing that you're like, okay, summer started, like summer started, kids are out of school now. You have the whole summer ahead of you, you know, uh, barbecues, get-togethers, fireworks. What is the one thing that you're like, I 
when you think of summer and you're like, I'm going to enjoy my summer, what's the thing that you need? What is the one thing you need? I need there to be sports, no matter what. I can't, I can't. No, something you're doing, not watching. No, no, no. You can't say that. No, not watching. I I love attending sports in the summer. Like I love going to, you know, soccer games, baseball games. I do have to say, I was, I was, I don't go downtown too often anymore. I don't live downtown. Um, I mean, we were born and raised in in midtown Toronto, Mm -hmm. but we've always been downtown people and we've always enjoyed, um, you know, downtown. I have to say, as much as I have hate for the city right now, I, I really do despise what Toronto's become in terms of, um, the traffic and the people, yeah. like it's overpopulated. You, yeah. you, it's not enjoyable to get around this city ever now. It's just yeah. disgusting. Okay. Yeah. Um, and we do have our mayor elections today, which I, which I find oh. fascinating, and I do oh. want to bring something up a bit later about that. Because, I'm sure, I'm sure people, um, I'm sure the people out there want to hear the story of why there's a why there's a municipal election in Toronto. I'm sure they want. Oh, to hear what it's the, what it's the deal usual. Is, yeah. <laughs> what do you, what do you it's think so, of it's, Toronto? It's similar to the Zion story. It's it's they're in the same you know uh, atmosphere yeah. in the same yeah. in the same region. That's right. Stories. Yeah. Um. So I, I was downtown the other night and then it just hit me how much I love being downtown on a nice summer night. Mm-hmm. There's nothing like it in the city of Toronto, the mm-hmm. vibes of people. Um, mm-hmm. It was a little wild the last few days because they had the pride of activities here. So it was like, it mm-hmm. was, it was like, it was, it was insane. Like the people, Dude, even people, people in the city pride, even before pride was like a huge thing, man, like 25 years ago, I remember like pride in Toronto was like berserk. It was always like shut down young street, massive parade. So it's like, I can imagine now it's even crazier. It's always, it's always been nuts, nuts in Toronto. So yeah. And, and there's something every week here, so it doesn't matter. But, yeah. There's always a new um, festival or something. Yeah. I think just general things for me, like anything outdoors, we have such long winters here um, mm. that, you know, you're literally indoors for seven or eight uh months a year right in mm-hmm. terms of of being able to do stuff mm-hmm. so i do i do enjoy the outdoors for me it's just simple stuff man going around mm-hmm. going for for, for pa- on patios um things like that i mean i don't i'm not complicated like that I, I i don't know i don't have any specific activities i like to do i just like to be out and about and smell the fresh air and and, and try and get things out. one thing like, i yeah. really 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 want to do one time is oh. like one of those like one of those canoe, canoe trips with your brother I don't know if I could do that. I'm not. I don't know if I'm down for that. I don't Come know. The on. stories you told me, I, I don't know. Maybe, but I want to do one of those Spartan races one time. I oh, really. Oh yeah, we should. That's do that like my day. dream. And and yeah. when I run and when I go for hikes and all that, which is not my vibe at all, or never has mm-hmm. been. It's kind of what I have in the back of my mind is I'm training just to finally do one mm. of these Spartan races. Yeah. Where you see like the 40 obstacles on the course and like the mm-hmm. fire being shot everywhere. People like dying down the hill. And <laughs> people I being love shot. that shit, man. <laughs> Nobody gets shot during a Spartan race. No, not race. shot. There's fire shooting in the air at these Spartan races. Like when you cross a finish line. And shit. Hold on. Okay. Well, let's see. Let's see. I think, I think, you know what? I think it's a great idea. I think we should get the day ones together and we should all go do a Spartan You can race. run as a group. They offer yes, group yes. like and, yeah, and yeah, compete yeah. against other people where if all 20 right. of you don't cross the finish line, see. you're, let's you don't get Canadian. to stop your time. So Canadian events, Spartan. Okay. How do you find it? doesn't them? have to be Canadian. You can look up us. I guess we can go. Yeah, we can go. Okay. Spartan race down schedule. Cause there's different, you can, there's also, when you go do a Spartan race, there's also tough mutter. Uh, if anybody ever done. Tough yeah. Mudder. But that's like, to me, that's more people who like to roll in. The, that's the, the, when I see the people doing that, it's people that like to brag that they rolled in mud all day. Okay. I know it's tough. <laughs> it's it, it doesn't require that. Training. It doesn't require it's that. Definitely much way harder. I don't I think. Okay. Work. Let's see. I want to do a Spartan uh, Let's see. We have there's some in July, Utah. Maybe something we can plan for 2024. There's got to be. There's definitely going to be one out here. Okay, there's one in Seattle in September. Oh, I like that. That looks pretty hard. We need videos, LG. Show us something here. 
what do you, what do you want to understand see? what the Spartan race is? Like, okay, show me the see. people like oh, you people, falling you down think, the wall. You think people don't know what a Spartan race is? I think some people have no idea what a Spartan race is. And okay, let's go look up. What do you want? Me I know to look Tough Mudder is tough. Spartan race. Why Spartan insane? race fire fire shooting? Here we go. Look, let's look that up. Let's see. Let's see. Okay, here we go. Fire jump. Spartan race. Kentucky. Well, let me get this. Going. Kentucky. I've I've always wanted to go on the challenge on MTV, and that kind of reminds me of it. Only with the social aspect. Oh, hold on, wait, I gotta, I gotta, I, I gotta do it with the noise. So, like, I need the, I need the, we need the audio so you can listen to it. Here we go, Spartan race. Boom! All right, all right. People are dragging logs, fire jump, Spartan race. This guy's running. He's gonna jump over fire now. That guy just smoked him. Holy! Whoa! Yeah, that's exactly what I want. That's exactly what, what I want. This is. Okay, yeah, that's just pathetic. to describe that, that it for people, right it's literally like two log, like a row of two logs wide, like a log you'd burn a fire for, and then they're surrounded by rocks, and people just have to hop over it, like, and it's literally like six inches tall. <laughs> <laughs> whoa, whoa, that guy barely he made it. Guy, he barely went over it. That thing's not even on in that video. Like, that's wow, Phil, yeah, Phil, this is gonna be a dangerous. I, I just, I don't know. I, that's my dream is to compete in one of those. And I, I would even, I actually not even individually. I don't care about it. I'd love to do it as a group. I love mm. competitive things. I want a leaderboard and I want to be able to lead people into battle mm. and like drag. I picture myself dragging people over the wall, you know, like the mm. ones who can't climb that last wall with that big rope there. I want to lean over the wall and be like, come here and like throw them over the wall. <laughs> That's I think perfect. we have to. Do All right, it. so Phil, so Phil's dream is some kind of deep team building exercise. Like that's what Phil desperately craves, deep on the inside. So that's what we're gonna do, guys. Twenty twenty four, the first mint right now is committing. We're doing a Spartan race. We'll go. We'll see if Spartan race wants to sponsor the show, and then we'll go. We'll go tour anywhere but Kentucky. Though I don't know what the <laughs> hell that was. We just watched. But. <laughs> You know, for sure, when you do those things, you have to sign all these waivers that are like, if you die, it's not their fault and shit. Right? Every like, single one of those things. 100%. Yep. Yeah, exactly. You can't do, same you can't with, do anything. Same else. with the skydiving, that indoor skydiving, all that shit. Like, if it goes oh, what wrong, about, all have you ever done? Have you ever thought about doing the Toronto, uh, what's the thing where you walk on top of the CN Tower? Skywalk or whatever it is? I have, Great but I have, I yeah, have a go. thing where I kind of like, as much as I like adventure and as, as wild as I can be, I would this never do. Nuts. Here's what I would never do. I would never yeah. bungee jump, no, no matter what. Okay, mm -hmm. I would never skydive, and I don't know. Have mm -hmm. you have you been skydiving? I think you have. I did. I did skydive once for did. a bachelor okay. party. Yeah, That's we right. surprised a guy. We brought him to the airfield, and he went. And he that went is sky. completely insane. Skydiving. Um, I would never. Well, do I mean, hold on, hold, on, hold on. Let me say something about skydiving. When you're first time skydiving, you go with like a guy, right? Like you, you yeah, are strapped. Yeah. Like you're strapped like a freaking baby to the front of somebody's suit. And the guy is, you know, and then you're, you know, you're nervous, but the person you're going with literally tells you, they're like, I have done over 10,000 jumps. And you're like, okay, well, like, as you know, that's, this guy knows what he's doing. You know what I mean? Like, it's, mm -hmm. it's, it's a little bit more like you, there's not, there's, when you go skydiving, like there's literally nothing for you to do. Like they teach you the motions and shit, but honestly, as soon as you jump out of the plane, you completely forget it. And the guy that you're strapped to like moves your arms into the position once you're in the air. And, but, and so it's like, on. it's terrifying. Probably this, the worst part of skydiving, like all these things is when you're in the plane on the way up and you're just like, <laughs> you start, you have to like pee cause you're nervous and you're like shitting your pants because you're just like, I, I can't believe I actually have to do this now. 
but the you don't really do anything. So I, I would say that like I would say something like bungee jumping to me is way scarier and sketchier than skydiving. Like skydiving is like a whole, there's a whole society, there's a whole like sport to it, everything. There's sure there's occasional accident, but there's like that for everything. Bungee jumping is to me is like way sketchier. Like it's way more probability for error. So I'm just gonna throw that out there. Those are the three things before you show the video. Three things I won't do. There's no bungee okay. jumping. And it's not it's not a fear of heights at all. It's fear of of something bad happening. Okay. Okay. Yeah, I, I've been asked a million times and I've had this conversation. I know it's still really soon, but the whole Titanic thing, you know, that vessel. And for yeah. me, I would have never, I, I know in hindsight, it's easy to say that. And everyone's going to tell you I would have never gone on that thing. Yeah. But true adventurers would have gone on that thing in a heartbeat. Yeah. They're lying if they say they wouldn't. They just know what happened. So they say no now. But for me, yeah. as soon as you would have told me that the thing is bolted from the outside mm -hmm. and there's absolutely mm -hmm. no evacuation plan if something happens, zero chance I'm going on that thing. Mm -hmm. Just because. I would love to go see the Titanic. I think that's one of the coolest things ever to, to witness that with your own eyes, even though some people are like yeah. stupid. But yeah. for me, when there's a, a, a risk like that, it's kind of like, no. So yeah. three things for me is bungee jumping, yeah, skydiving. And you're going to be surprised by the last one because I don't know if I've ever told you this, but I've been oh. adamant about this for years. Oh. It is riding in a helicopter. I would, that's oh. my number one. I know oh. you've done it. I will yes. never go in a helicopter in my life because I feel that 90% of helicopters crash and everybody dies. That's okay? it. <laughs> Every day you hear about these. If the military and the police helicopters can crash regularly, I feel like every helicopter can. Then you have the Kobe thing. Then you have the, the, the owner of Leicester City in the Premier League who died in a helicopter leaving the stadium after a game. For me, the, and I know you just went in a helicopter, so maybe it's good I tell you this now. But for me, you will never, ever catch me in a helicopter because I feel like you almost have a 50-50 chance of dying every single time. That's yeah. how I feel. It's, I don't know. I don't think it's I hear about it all the time. I it's think not. it's still pretty small. It's not. Helicopters are kind of nuts when you think about what they are. Like a plane is very different because a plane, the way it uses the lift and like, um, like uh, it propels itself kind of thing makes more sense. A helicopter, like when you're in a plane and you're flying in a plane, you don't really feel like anything's happening to you, right? Like you feel it kind of like, whoop, and you know, you take off and you're like, whoa, we're off the ground a little bit. But otherwise, once you're in the plane, like it doesn't, you don't feel it's anything. seamless for the most Well, you're in, a, yeah. you're in an airtight chamber where it's like even, you know, you don't really notice like the gravity change or there's, not even, there's no gravity change other than when the plane like drops altitude suddenly, which is terrifying. But helicopter, <laughs> it's like a helicopter, you're just floating. Like there's no, there's no push. There's no lift. Like you just, you're just there. And, um, yeah, I was in a helicopter less than a year ago for my wedding. So we eloped for people I don't know. And we took a helicopter up to a glacier and got married there, which was awesome. And at the same time, I was like, this would be an insane way to die is on the way to get married. <laughs> and oh, yeah. The helicopter crashes into a fucking yeah. rock. <laughs> um, it was a little scary, but I don't, I don't know if they're that dangerous, but that's fair. That's fair. Uh, yeah. And then, I, and I, I've always wanted to do Mount Everest. And then I watched that documentary. I talked about it last week. I watched mm -hmm. it on Netflix. Mm -hmm. And not only is like your chance of like dying just from no for nothing well now very high yeah, everybody goes there yeah like just illness for me that's so scary it's like okay if mm -hmm. you fall yeah the falling risk will always be there but to yeah. die of like illness random illness that nobody yes. knows about you know that could be me i'm not playing russian roulette here and then to mm -hmm. know that most people need to get a helicopter to come off the mountain anyways when they're done hell yeah no. that crossed it off my list forever um wow and then they're like you also need like minimum 60 grand i'm like okay that's not forget that like what the hell I'll, i mean it's cheaper than the titanic the titanic thing was quarter million dollars 250 to go. grand to go quarter down. million dollars to go i still so, can't you know so this is a good debate this is a good debate that i had last week 
where it was like, okay, if you are a billionaire, why would you do things that are super unsafe? Like, you know what I mean? Like if I suddenly like, let's say tomorrow, good case scenario, uh, we sell first mint for like $10 billion. Great. I don't have to work anymore. <laughs> you know, <laughs> let's just say that happens. And I'm like, I can now go buy, you know, a yacht and a couple big houses all over the world and spend my life traveling or, you know, fucking learn an instrument, whatever, whatever the fuck you would do. If you just suddenly had tons of money, take care of your family. Um, I don't I would like also use that money to hire like a security team and experts and lawyers to follow me around to make sure I don't do things that'll kill me. You know what I mean? Like that I would I don't die suddenly at like a young at a youngish age. Or some of these billionaires are like fit in their 50s or something. It's like, no, like you're a billionaire, like you have years left to enjoy your billionness, right? And you have you have the world's best doctors to take care of you and and detect any any cancers or anything that come up. You know, any mm-hmm. you can. By being a billionaire, you can likely extend your life quite a bit because you have access to all these resources that normal people don't. So I don't know why you would do shit like that. But then we're talking about this. And apparently there's like two types of billionaires. There's the ones who are like what I'm describing, where it's like everything's super safe, only eat really healthy food, work with the best health people, don't do anything insane. And there's the other ones that it's like they use their money to always do the most insane shit possible. Mm-hmm. And, and they're, they're also the ones who are going to pay freaking you know whatever elon musk to go up to space to do a little roundabout in his rockets and shit like that even though half of them explode like they're they're the first people in line for that shit and they just want the most out of life as mm-hmm. they can even if it means doing the most insane dangerous shit all the time and those are the types of billionaires who are on that thing in Titanic. I, it's funny you say that because i had the same conversation with people for the last week they're saying what's yeah. you know some people are like screw them you know they too bad you're you're a billionaire yeah. and you went and put yourself in that position but yeah. you know yeah. i realized this from not from hanging, obviously not hanging out with famous people or celebrities and all that, but just from, 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 you know, watching so much TMZ and, 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 and so many reality shows and all that yeah. is that celebrities who have all the money in the world are yeah. sometimes some of the unhappiest people mm-hmm. in our society, because mm-hmm. a lot of us live our daily lives with that dream of having the unlimited amount of money where we can do mm-hmm. everything we want in our lives. And then I thought about it. If ever I was in that position, 10 years into that rich uh, or the, the riches and the, and the fame or whatever it is, I probably would have already done everything I've wanted to do. I've owned every car. Like, you know, I'd love to. Oh own yeah. Like, like fancy cars can only make you, know, you so happy. Okay. Right? So yeah. that'll be boring after a while. Nobody cares about yeah. me driving this thing anymore. I've already showed off in it. I already own the big mansion on post road here beside Drake. All right, cool. Nobody cares anymore. And, and it goes on and on and on to the point yeah. where these billionaires, I think are like, all right, what can I do that? Not many people have done on this planet. And that always includes these crazy things to space. Yes. This thing where, where less people have gone down to see the Titanic than have gone to space. Yeah. Okay. Super enticing for them. Um, and I think it's almost like they're playing with house money in their lives. Right. Mm. There's just, they're bored. They're, they, they're, they, they, they've been to the pyramids. They've been to every <laughs> other, you know, the, all the wonders of the world they've seen. They've yes. traveled to yeah, every yeah, country. The, yeah, yeah. Me, if I had a, that kind of money, that's what I'd be doing my first few years of having a lot of money mm. is traveling everywhere I've always wanted to, mm-hmm. buying all the cars I've always wanted to, buying the house mm. I've always wished I had, my mm-hmm. dream house. But I could see that getting real boring after a while mm-hmm. to the point where everyone who works right now says, I just want to be rich and sit at home and do nothing and own everything mm-hmm. I want to own and live my life. Guess yeah. what? It doesn't work that way. Not for everybody, for, for the majority. They get bored, right? You know, like John Morant, you're like, fucking guy's rich. You know, why is he doing stupid shit? Because he's bored, yeah. man. He's still young. He wants to go party with his friends. Doesn't care about the rich. Forget the damn riches. You still always want more, I think. 
Um, yeah. And that's just how we're built. So these it's like guys, the human like, dilemma. Yeah, these exactly. guys want yeah. on the resume. Hey, here's my selfie with the wreckage of the Titanic. Well, and you yeah. don't have that, you billionaire. You know, like, you know, oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Being a billionaire is all about like freaking flexing. You know yeah. what I mean? Like <laughs> freaking showing off like, you know, you, you, you don't need to say what it is, what kind of yeah. measuring contest it is. Yeah. But that's basically what it is. <laughs> You've you always know? said that. Like, especially if the other billionaires are like, shot. I'm too scared to get like, if you know, your billionaire friends like, I'm too scared to go to the Titanic submarine. You're like, I'm going to do it because that's the only thing you have left. Like you have more exactly. money than everybody else. You can have any car you want whatever you want so the only thing you have left is your hubris crazy shit like that against other people like you that's what that's why that's and that's why that's why elon musk and mark zuckerberg are gonna have a fucking cage match is because that's the only thing they have left is to fight each other (laughs) that's the only last thing which also zuckerberg is gonna freaking destroy him by the way because zuckerberg's been training like we need to see this other shit for 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 years Uh, i I saw that? that dana white was part of that but you Which know, is weird, yeah, because because Dana White has said that he doesn't do like the celebrity matches. No, I, I don't know why past. he's getting. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, it's weird. Maybe maybe something like karate combat should get these guys to do it. So a smaller promotion like that, mm-hmm. you know what I mean? Yeah, that, that or, work, yeah. or like a really something random that because these guys are not MMA. They would there would be no MMA going on. So forget the UFC. I think it'd be it had, awesome, honestly. It have to I'd be something to more them. simple that that you yeah. can train them to do, where they get you know kick. Well, because Zuckerberg's been training. Zuckerberg allegedly I saw won that. an MMA tournament like recently, like a jiu-jitsu. Here, let's watch some Zuckerberg in the gym. Yeah, I gotta see that actually. I didn't see. Here we go. Okay, here he is sparring. Oh shit, he would destroy. Him. Oh yeah, cool. yeah, oh, he's no, pretty fast. Man. Elon That's Musk goes good. down in a second against that. What you see, so okay, so this is you know as much no as Zuckerberg, chance. Zuckerberg is like totally a freak. Right. And, and like, you know, despicable in certain ways, whatever. We don't really know enough. I don't really know enough about him. But um, what I will say is that this is this is what I think is like respectable to do with your billions is that it's like things that require you to do work that you can't buy. Yes, he can buy the best trainers and the best facilities and the best protein shakes, recovery, whatever. And he doesn't doesn't have to work his job like the rest of us to make money. But at the same time, it's like nobody there is there is no substitute for hard work, especially when it comes to training. So I would say that definitely like billionaires spending their money on training and trying to be like good fighters. That to me is respectable. Uh, That actually makes more sense to me. Than doing a bunch of dumb shit like trying to you know go to the bottom. This of the is making me laugh. Man. Like this make this make. Well, you just submitted the Zuckerberg other guy in, in a sparring session. The other. Well, guy I don't mean submitted. That's his trainer. The guy or something tapped, like that. but the guy tapped. Yeah, I don't. Yeah, I don't think I ridiculous. That's outrageous. Yeah, know they know exactly. that's being filmed. That's a <laughs> that dumbest thing I've ever seen. Yeah, but what about Elon Musk? He, apparently, he saw those photos of himself on that yacht, and like he went into some all this crazy training thing of big fat i'm like dude how did you not know you look like like there's no (laughs) way that was your your first ever look at yourself yeah how you look like he went bonkers apparently and hired like 20 trainers a new chef everything (laughs) (laughs) he's a big guy he is he is he's like a broad and tall dude so i feel like height like what's what's do we have um, the what do you think what do you think do we have the tail of the tape between the two i'm sure somebody did you think he is i don't know it's very specific. I'd love he, to see the two beside each other in terms of he has of claimed tape. on Twitter that he is six two and the official height is six one and a half. <laughs> and Zuckerberg's five eight. So That's if you, what I was going to ask. Whoa. So if you, just, I, I think if you trained both of them evenly for the same amount of time and the same techniques, I think Musk would win because he's five inches well, and all. What the hell he's weight bigger. class is that? Like random? Like, I don't know. Hundred pounds <laughs> yeah. apart, man. Jesus. <laughs> uh yeah i don't know i don't i don't know if there's it's a celebrity weight class yet. is yeah. what it is there's no uh, i don't know uh but you know that that whole thing played out on yeah. a spaces from a former member of the nft and web3 space that's right uh 
member. Mario, I forgot what's Mario his name, Neff Mario Wall or whatever. So this Mario Neff Wall. Yeah. yeah. So he just changed his profile picture from an NFT to his own face. Yeah. Um, and and apparently the community went nuts. But his other community, Elon Musk, actually responded to him mm-hmm. uh, quite a few times. And this guy now, I've been watching him for the last couple of weeks. He's doing spaces yeah. that have tens of thousands of people in them and yeah, covering some of the like world really things. He's yeah. kind of like a Twitter media person who's not really part of yes. any you know media entity. So pretty cool yeah. to see. Um, I looked in my DMs. I've had a few interactions with him about from way back in the day. Of, oh, wow. of, of, of but no, but just random stuff. Like I, I don't, I don't remember what he said, but um, but you know, it's nice to see somebody uh, you know taking the opportunity. But he said that Elon Musk's mom contacted him as well and told him that the fight was fake but then it but then elon said it's not and said it's real (laughs) (laughs) oh yeah mario nuffwell follows us on twitter that's weird yeah no 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 he's very strange he 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 was pretty small time back in the yeah in in, in the beginning right Um, but he's someone who took the opportunity uh and 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 when he saw like you know the the opportunity to use spaces as, as a platform that no mainstream media can really use because they still don't like if you go anywhere you don't mm-hmm. ever see CNN doing spaces. You don't ever see no, any no, of these. No, and they don't know they how to do that. just don't do it, right? It's all about personalities in it mm-hmm. now, Phil. It's a lot That's less right. about like media brands and stuff like that. Like even First Mint, it's like we, 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 we live off our personalities. You know, that's what people come here for. They're not like, man, First Mint, I love that brand. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like some do, but it's like if we, if, we, if we died on a Titanic submarine, like I don't think First Mint would continue. Uh, or maybe it'd continue in, yeah. in our honor. Phil, okay, Phil, would you, <laughs> would you, what about, what if we fought each other? You ever thought about that? Yeah, but no, that's something I wouldn't do because it's like what? It's, it's, no, what the hell is that, man? Like you're that's, the one that's you just, just talked like about. Be- last week you talked about how you train like every week. You no, run man, like I, a million miles I, a week. I'm sitting I here like a fucking fat able... slob up living up on a hill doing nothing. You'd destroy do, me if we did it right now. Do you have? But you don't have anywhere where anyone would fight their their sibling. That doesn't make any sense in any what? form of, of combat. No, there's Phil, no chance. If there was ever okay. a Web three, here's okay, the deal. No, okay, 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 I'll, okay. Clearly, idea makes you uncomfortable. If ever there was a Web three celebrity like slate, okay, instead of definitely you and I would be on it, and instead of us having fight each other, I think it'd be a tag team battle where you and I fight two other people. <laughs> I think that that's what it would have to be. We'd have to you would have to find two people for us to rumble with. I will only fight you in two different ways. It has to be in those sumo suits where you can barely move. <laughs> or or I've always wanted to do this. This is number two on the bucket list behind Spartan Race. Yeah. I want to do that, the bubble thing. You know those bubbles where you just annihilate people and they like bounce a hundred times? Like bubble soccer. Yeah. That. Is that what you're talking I've about? Yeah, always wanted yeah. to send yeah. someone to orbit in one of those things. Like you see people bounce each other like <laughs> where the guy rolls like a thousand times. I'm dying to do that. Absolutely dying to do that. And number three on that list while we're at it, Although I don't want to break my limbs, I want to do that oh. cheese chasing thing down the hill. We should do oh, a first minute cheese looks, chase. So that's but people wanted, kill I, themselves on all that hill. the things you said, like helicopters, bungee. I would do all that shit before I chase the cheese down the fucking hill. That looks like hold on, let's take a look at that. That looks they, like they, they come out of that with like their arms bent the wrong way and their legs off. Oh front. my god, that's like crazy <laughs> British people do that kind of shit, man. Like, like get freaking Dumbo in here, man. For sure, he's done. They're this actually kind of talking thing. about it in the Olympics because there, there's like people that no, train all that's no, okay. Here, let's take a look. Let's take a look. This is like this is definitely okay. You know what makes sense for the Olympics? Because this is definitely what they used to make poor people do. Like <laughs> this is definitely like a peasant sport where like the rich people would line up on the hill and they'd be like, okay, we have like three cheeses for the entire village. Everybody <laughs> line up and you have to chase it down a hill. Oh and whoever gets God. the cheese wins and you get to feed your family this month. Everybody else, you're screwed. <laughs> so this is no the for bigger sure. They like, this were is the harder they fell. <laughs> this is definitely like a peasant sport. Here we go. 
Half Here we the go. People die chase. halfway look, down. <laughs> <laughs> look at the guy on the right, this man. This is Holy way shit. worse than a Spartan race, man. You are going to destroy your tailbone. Oh, look at the guy. Oh, oh. what is happening? We... <laughs> okay, come on. Just get now. Get to the cheese. Oh, oh the women's competition. Here we go. Oh, <laughs> this I can't even watch this. Yeah, this is so twisted. I can't. I can't watch um, any more of this. this okay, is, this I said I, I'd like part. to participate. I I don't want to win. I want to participate in the sense that I'm halfway <laughs> down the hill watching all of this, and, and being part of it. But I have no interest in, in somersaulting like 80 uh, times down the hill. Like, like no man, that's um, the last thing I would ever do. I I, w- I would I would get in the octagon with you and let you knock me out like eight times before I chase the cheese down a hill. Honestly, like I'd rather that than cheese that chase the freaking cheese, man. That, that we, just, we have a lot of so events awful. to plan, LG. Like we, we, we've mentioned this like, is all going to be the same event. Run, but... No, no, this is all the same event. This is all going to so, be one. So like, the first mint versus OTM hockey game is the same event as this. It's, so it's like a first mint Olympics. Events. Okay, it's one. It's the first mint like week of feats. Okay, oh and it's we're going to show up. We're going to do a Spartan race. We're going to go on a canoe trip in the wilderness. Uh, and you, you, you might not survive. Anybody, some people <laughs> might not survive. Um, we have to fight bears and shit. We are going to do OTM first mid hockey game and we're going to chase the cheese down a hill. And then at the end, uh, it's going to be a Royal Rumble. Everyone's going to fight each other. How about that? And that's all this. And it's all in Vegas. We perfect. We'll play the, the, we'll get Lake anybody. Can, maybe somebody can recruit some of the Golden Knights Stanley Cup champions to play on the in the OTM first mid hockey or, game. Or, or actually, maybe they can recruit one or two of those millions of fans they showed outside that arena after the Vegas Golden Knights won the championship. Mm-hmm. I don't know if you saw that. But if there mm-hmm. is ever a hired crowd, it would be that crowd mm-hmm. we saw. Mm-hmm. There is no way that a crowd in Vegas outnumbered crowds in cities like Toronto or anywhere else. They, it was exaggerated. Like they hired too many. There was millions sure. of people, not for the parade, for like the last oh, yeah. game outside the arena. It looked like Woodstock. I'm like, hold on mm-hmm. a second. That wouldn't even happen in Toronto. Like what the hell is going oh, yeah. on? Who are these It's fans? exactly, it you know what it is? It's exactly like when... Um, the the World Cup was starting last year. Yeah. Oh, you all that were, was the yeah. best. That yeah, exactly. Amazing. It's exactly like that Big World fest. Cup. Yeah, hundred <laughs> percent. That was so good in Qatar. They were showing like all these guys. Oh yeah, all these. No it was all the same. It was all the same group of dudes, <laughs> and they were all each of them were and they and then it was different clips of them cheering for different countries, but it was clearly the same guys. Like, and they the were Sweden all, fans uh, were all from the Middle East. It was like all yeah, they Middle were Eastern all dudes. They were all the same. Complexion. Zero women. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, they all kind of looked like they were brought in from the same country to yeah. pretend to be like Argentina fans and like Canada <laughs> so fans. Good. It's like, what the hell? It's a little something a little weird. That's definitely what they got the same people. That's what they should do is get the same people in Vegas. It'll make total well, they sense. did something because there's not that many fans. It's a brand new franchise. Like, come on, give me a break. It's Vegas. <laughs> yeah. There's not even any minor hockey in Vegas. Like, it's their first here? pro team, though. You know, I you, get you don't know. But, I get it. And they're uh, getting more. Phil, tail of the tape. I do have it here for Elon oh, versus Zuckerberg. It is. Um, uh, Elon Musk, one, uh, he's at six foot one, 187 pounds, which I really doubt. No uh, way. Photos man. of him, he's way bigger. Uh, and Zuckerberg is five foot seven, 154 pounds, and there's 12 years difference between them. Elon is 12 years older than Zuck. Well, they're, they both, they both, okay, they both at the wrong end of the, of the weight. All right. Zuckerberg <laughs> is, is at least 10 pounds lighter, and, and yeah. Elon's minimum 50 pounds heavier than that. That's some BS yeah. right there. No yeah. chance. Um, I'd love to see it. Maybe maybe we can get on that card, LG, in some way, shape, or form. Maybe we can get on that same Why card. Why don't you talk to your buddy, like Mario Nafal, who created the fight, and tell him that we want to get on that card somehow and get us on there? Man, I'm telling you. I've, I've been I've been following. He was, he was actually leading the updates for the Titanic 
um, uh, vessel. He was, yeah. Before yeah. the media were reporting this stuff. Like, mm-hmm. he reported uh, that they found, uh, you know, the pieces or whatever, like, way before the actual media. That's mm-hmm. where I found out. And I'm like, wait, the media doesn't even know about this. It's, like, no. it's really cool to see because, you know, we've always been big fans of spaces. And this goes back to what we were yeah. talking about. And it's kind of like your ability, like, think of it. If you're running a news network, to bring somebody on, even one of our shows, LG, you have to give that person a time. You have to make sure they have a camera set up. You have to make sure their mm-hmm. audio is set up. And yeah. you kind of have to fit them in. On Spaces, man, he had like the former prime yeah. minister or president of Pakistan or whatever it was, just basically download the app of Twitter if he doesn't already have it, which mm-hmm. he already did. And, mm-hmm. and just, hey, hit the Spaces button. Here I am. And I can come and go whenever I want. I don't mm-hmm. have to show my face. I don't need any audio connection. And I'm going to give you my thoughts. Right. Mm-hmm. I thought it's been fun to watch. I'll tell you. And the guy, the guy's really taken off and, and, and he's kind of juggling how to handle this new fame of, of, you know, like if, if people tweet, like uh, Elon tweeted, Mario gets it or sorry, Mar- <laughs> this is the best thing. The best story out there is Mario's. And if you yeah. read the responses, people are worshiping him now. Like, <laughs> like a, I'm like, man, th- that's a yeah. huge turnaround. This guy from, from when we first kind of, uh, you know, mm-hmm. uh, just interact done well. That could have been you, right? Phil. That could you could have been Mario if you got yourself a crypto punk and, and dedicated oh, your that's life. That's right. That's is that what good. he that had? Is that a crypto punk? He had a punk. Yeah, he had a punk. Oh, that's where uh, hold that's on. where he started. So you know what I watched recently? I've been watching the Conor McGregor doc on Netflix. You watch that? I haven't started it because I'm still finishing the F1. I try I try and spread oh, these things out. Like right. I try yeah. and not watch them all at one time. Like I'll watch yeah. every race week, I'll watch one episode. It kind of makes right. it better. And yeah. tennis, there's a nice tennis one, and the golf one. I have all those lined up. I watch all of them. But Conor McGregor one is in my list of next three or four to watch. Tell mm-hmm. me about okay. it. I want to hear about this. Uh, you know what? The thing is, is that I only started watching UFC like two years ago, right? So it's kind mm-hmm. of right after mm-hmm. Conor's last fight. So against against Poirier. So it's it's kind of a good catch up because obviously I followed the news from afar mm-hmm. of him like trying to at- attack Khabib on the bus and like him coming back and winning against Cerrone and stuff. Mm-hmm. But it's it's mm-hmm. I mean obviously it's good that you know everybody's kind of had this everybody has this like all access thing now right like that's a very normal thing in sports it wasn't before to have you know hard knocks last mm-hmm. dance like all these kind of documentaries so. Um, it's interesting. I don't know if it's anything like that stunning, let's say, but it's also super clear, like the change that he goes through in terms of just like becoming kind of this normal mm-hmm. family guy and calming down. And to me, honestly, like, you know, I'm up to the part where he loses the first fight against Poirier, where he gets pretty much knocked right. out. <clears throat> and afterwards like you know and his legs gets all fucked up and 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 he's nice with Poirier after he's very humble and I'm like you know what that's nice to see that he's grown up but I was like it's so boring like it's it's just not like it's just not the same and now I understand a little bit more was like will Connor fight again and I'm like I don't think it really matters like he's a big celebrity Mm -hmm. but that heyday is gone like unless he's about to come back and just go on this insane streak and and win the belt and just be the super dominant guy again. But that fire is not there. It's not. He was like borderline homeless when he became the champion, right? Or started booking it, fights. And it's like it, yeah. once yeah. you lose that, it's not the same. And it's kind of like I kind of compare him, and it's not it's not a fair comparison in terms, but in terms of impact and kind of like late stardom, I kind of compare it to like Tiger Woods, right? Where it's like those five years of Tiger Woods where he was unbelievable, or five six years are so insane. He's so good. He was such like a, he, he basically created the current fandom around the sport. And that's where like Connor, like Connor will be the face of the UFC for a really, really, really long time. 
where it's like if he does anything, it's immediately way more important than even him punching the mascot in Miami a couple weeks ago. That's immediately way more important than anything else that's happened that. in the UFC. You know what I mean? And, and it's like, and it'll be like that for a long time. And totally in a couple of years, he could have a late career resurgence where he like wins a couple of fights. Everyone's like, well, he's still got it. He could, he could keep doing celebrity fights until he's 60 and still be a massive draw. Mm-hmm. Um, but <clears throat> the part where he'll be a dominant super fighter, like that is so clearly gone. Long gone. You know what I mean? Like that is, it's just not, it's, that was just the right time, the right guy, the right everything. And it, it just won't happen. Again. <clears throat> well, you know? it, I, I continuously go back to the same point about the UFC is that the superstar fighters, when they're on top of the world for as long as they are, yeah. the minute they lose a single fight, they are completely done with for the most part. They will never be the same after ever. Okay. No. Um, yeah. You know, like Ronda Rousey is a good example. Ro- it's like when she she's finally the lost other one. Holly Holm, it was for just like, me, was it didn't like, matter you, anymore. You, yeah. you never missed a Ronda Rousey fight no matter what. I've never said that about Amanda Nunez or, or any of the other women. No. But when Ronda fought, for me, you didn't miss the fight. I had the same no. feeling I had with, yeah. with with Connor, with GSP, guys like that. You had to see this fight because of yeah. how how brutal she was, right? Her personality yeah. was just so mean and, and, yeah. and aggressive, and she was such a champion that when yeah. she lost that fight, she never made it back. That's a great example, no. right? Uh, yeah. Even Anderson Silva was like, oh, my God, this guy forever, biggest superstar. Yeah. Then he lost, and it was like, oh, my God, here's another loss, and another, and another, and another. GSP, though, went out as a champion, right? Yeah. He teased coming back, but he's like, I think he felt, I don't ever want to go out that way. And no. Yeah. Like, Connor is, is you will not find a bigger Connor fan than me the last 10 years. But yeah. the minute he dabbled into that whole boxing thing with Floyd Mayweather, because he was kind of bored with the UFC, is when it all went south with Connor. Okay. Yeah. He, he spent two or three years with that bullshit fight with Mayweather yeah. doing promo tours and like stealing uh, Mayweather's guys like backpacks that had money in them and whipping the money all over the place. And it was borderline WWE style, mm-hmm. which Connor is actually perfect for. He really is. Like the whole bus thing was as WWE as it gets. Attacking sure. a bus and smashing windows is what you see in the WWE yeah. when, you know, Vince rolls up and and his boys. Yeah, WWE is fake. He was doing it right? for real. It's a little, he was doing little, it for real. Extreme, yeah. But yeah. he 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 got lost in all of that. And and again, that goes back to our point about money. Okay. Yeah. He had made more money outside of the UFC than any other fighter maybe ever with his with his whiskey brand and all his endorsements and all that. Where mm-hmm. his prize purse for fights was nothing compared to what he was making on the outside. It's the no. same with Tiger Woods. Tiger Woods makes hundreds of millions of dollars. If he wins a tournament, he makes one or two million dollars. Do you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Um. Mm-hmm. So, but Tiger Woods is not an issue. He didn't lose a drive. He just, you know, but that, but Tiger Woods is kind of the same thing. He got caught up with drugs and with, with substance abuse things and, and weird things like that. He was at his best when he was, you know, hooking up with all those women while he was married and weird things like that. It's true though. He, he was at his best when he was doing these things that he didn't get caught for. But anyways, back, back to Connor yeah. is that it's easy, especially a sport like the UFC where you have to train for six months straight for a fight, but if you win the fight, you win a million or two, but your bank account has 400 million in it. What is your motivation to do that for six months and be away from your That's family it. and can't yeah. drink and can't party and can't do anything? Why do you yeah. care? Right? Yeah. So he, that's well, you're not going to, you're not, you, you might care, but you're not going to obsess over it. Like, and that's what I noticed in the that's documentary right. is that like when he decided to come back, when he wanted, when he fought Cerrone, all that kind of stuff, it was like, well, now he's treating it like a job, which is good, that's good at his job, clearly. But it's a job to him. 
is like a job. He's like, I'm not really doing anything else. I made, you know, whatever, a couple hundred millions from the from the Floyd fight, from endorsements, from being this massive mm-hmm. celebrity. Can I have any yacht, whatever I want. But I like, so what's the drive? And it's like, you know, yeah, Zuckerberg wants to be an MMA fighter, which is good. But Connor became an already was an MMA fighter. So what does he do? Uh, and that's why you see a lot of guys go into like business, right? Start to run businesses or invest in businesses as kind of like an extra thing to do, but um, make more money. But otherwise, yeah, it's, it's kind of like, you know, and I know what the conclusion is. I know that, you know, he loses again to Poirier, but um, yeah, it made me realize that it's like, even if he does come back, it just, it'll never be, be the same. same. It won't be you the just same can't. kind of thing. No, exactly. It's not so, a sport uh, where you can just pick it back up and, and be what you were. Once, once no. your, your light, your flame is kind of faded. It's that's it. You're done. Um, right. So. Uh, I don't. Know, I, prefer, I hope he loses the next one. I hope we don't see him again. I, I don't want to keep yeah. losing the legacy of Connor with all this this nonsense. And, yeah, that's the and other he thing. Looks too, that, yeah. He looks weird. Even his physical appearance, he looks weird. Something's yeah, off. Yeah, I don't know what he did to his face. Something looks different about this guy. I don't know if he did plastic mm-hmm. surgery. What the hell he did? Mm-hmm. Just looks different to me, and it's not the same. Now it's almost an act to me. Before it wasn't an act. Like before it was part of his his person when he was a psychopath, like on on the Ultimate Fighter and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Now it's almost like it's forced because he needs to be like that for people to like him. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I, I'm beyond it. I'm I'm I, I don't know. I'll watch, but I'm I'm done with the whole Connor thing. I'm, I'm ready. I'm ready for the next big La- last thing I'll say on that is that I had to turn on the subtitles because I don't understand a fucking word you're saying. <laughs> 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 when he'd be at like UFC events and press conferences, speaking very clearly, but when it's like him at home with his wife and his kids and stuff, I'm like, I don't know what the hell he's saying. Oh, uh, he probably like, talks in in dialect of, of like pure Irish. Yeah, it's just the way you're talking. English. It's the way you, you talk yeah. in your hometown. You know, it's, I mean. it's just yeah. it's just it's a little bit different and uh, so I thought that was kind of funny. I had to turn on the subtitles to uh, to understand what the hell he was saying. So anyway, uh, Phil, wow. you um, we we talked about NBA. Did you want you wanted to talk about some Top Shot drama? Is that true? There's a little some bit. drama, right? You want before to talk about we... a little bit, I feel like we haven't talked about it in a while. I, I tend to, because I don't care that much anymore, and I think most people feel the same way. We don't oh, like I don't have notifications on for everything Top Shot and all that. That's that's that. I, it's so funny how many notifications I took off Twitter recently. I'm like, why the hell mm. do I still get these notifications? Like, no, I don't. Mm-hmm. See you later. Um, yeah. So I mostly get my news from like some of the critics. Like AG mm-hmm. is one of the biggest troll slash critics out there when mm-hmm. it comes to Top Shot. And he said it again today. The minute everything unlocks, I am selling everything. I'll be mm-hmm. gone. And these are my last tweets you're ever going to hear from me about Top Shot. Yeah, mm-hmm. I'll be gone. Straight up. No so at least he's like, at least no he doesn't, never he doesn't waver. Okay. He's been on that yeah. vibe for, for a year now. Um, yeah. So I saw him kind of get involved in some tweets and I'm like, all right, I always have to see what the drama is about. So anyways, they had that rookie pack drop moment leaderboard the last mm-hmm. few days mm-hmm. where you had to finish. And I didn't know this. You had to finish in the top 3000 of the leaderboard of burning rookie moments. Mm-hmm. Any rookie moment you burn, you would get points for and mm-hmm. join a leaderboard. And the top 3,000 would earn these new rookie. Are they new rookies before Badgers? I guess. I don't no, know what's in there. No, they're 2021 stuff. Oh, I had no clue what they're even. Yeah, it's, okay. they're just, okay. they, they did. So that's what kind of I think people were mad about or just weren't mm. impressed with was that they were doing a challenge that's around this draft, but mm. actually had nothing to do with this draft. You know what I mean? I didn't it, even nothing, know it was that just like, yeah, now. yeah. So I, I oh, believe, shit. so maybe I'm wrong because I honestly, I don't really follow. But it's basically that they were like, okay, burn rookie moments. And and we have all this unreleased mm. supply of rookies that they should be fucking burning. They shouldn't be like, let's oh. give you more of this. Oh. That they were like, okay, you know, so you get onto this leaderboard and then you'll get these rookies from two years ago. So you can go out, Phil, 
uh, who's 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 a really random 2021 rookie like an Emmanuel quickly ooh you know like wow well, Emmanuel quickly OB Toppin oh like some really oh, exciting man. rookies yeah where the hell are those guys um, <laughs> but here's the thing though and I think I don't know if it's you that brought this up but somebody brought this up maybe in in our Discord or somewhere else sure uh, would it have hurt them to provide some sort of of rookie moments from the draft okay what I will well, find yeah. the most interesting would be to release moments of the i know i don't they don't have a moment because they haven't played but it doesn't yep. mean you can't do a rookie something of them maybe even getting drafted right yeah um because it would be really fun to see the trading of those moments before any of them even play an nba game to the point where you 100%. think someone's going to be tremendous in the league and the thing's going for 40 bucks yeah and then the guy turns into a nobody and then someone else owns you know um you know uh I don't know. Some guy who got picked late. Those should trade all summer. Those should be trading all summer. They should be. And And I think it'd be pretty popular. Right. And it's like, they literally have the tech. They just did redemptions. Right. Which was okay. Here's a, here's a Jamal Murray moment. You don't know what it is yet. uh, And you'll have to burn it once it's time, once we have one for him. So right now, what you could do is be like, we're going to make a moment for every single player in the draft. Okay. Mm -hmm. It's a redeemable. Mm -hmm. And as soon as he plays an NBA game, we're going to mint that. Oh, you know what I mean? Good. Each and that's each really one, good. each one is limited to to whatever you know the number they say, like four thousand, yeah. or make it more exciting, a thousand. Or as soon as you know get some I mean? so that way, we'll get you that bucket. That well, because no, because right now the Ricky premieres, which is the only thing I collect on Top Shot, is the hmm. triple badge, like it's their first right score ever in their NBA career, that or whatever one. play from their first thing. Yeah. So I, you know, I literally recently bought like some of the ones from this year, like and some of the small ones are like five dollars, like Kenneth Lofton Jr. You know what I mean? Like sure. that kind of stuff. Um, just random, random, but I'm like, I like having their first play. Um, so you make it like a redeemable thing, right? Like the same oh, thing. And man. then once they play, even if it's five months from now, six months from now, might be five years from now, you can trade it. In. And then so if you buy one for a guy that never plays, then that's actually kind of cool too. Then that's you right. just have the NFT, like the draft NFT from this dude who never mm-hmm. played an NBA game, which is, we all and know the there's definitely at least mm-hmm. there's at least a dozen guys in the draft who will never, ever play in the NBA. And then there's never a redemption, mm, yeah. but then it's, but then it's part of the system. Cause they are mm-hmm. still, they are still in the NBA IP. Once they're drafted, they are still in some way. Maybe, I guess maybe, maybe they have to sign a contract or something like that. So that's where it's complicated, but still. definitely for, for okay. Wemby and stuff like that, you can absolutely make that happen. I'm, I'm sure the NBA would push back on that or maybe something like that, but that, that what you're suggesting, I think what we're suggesting is, is the ultimate system. Cause you should be able yeah. to, you should yeah. be able to trade Scoot and Wemby and all that's those guys saying. right now. You know what yeah. I mean? Like you should be able to trade and, and all summer when their moments. summer league plays out and you see these guys playing their summer league teams, you're going to have some yes. that emerge out of there. Like, Holy shit, this guy can really play. And then that one will yes. become popular. I, I think they kind of missed the boat with that. And then somebody actually compared them to so rare where so rare had Wemby part of their like draft night. You know, there was a video yeah, of so rare with already right? freaking Mudzi Francais, man. He's already That's part right. of it. You know yeah. what I mean? He's, he's probably freaking he's well connected with Julia, right? Julian or whatever his name is. Um, <laughs> Nicholas yeah. Julia, but again, yeah. uh, so and anyway, Gobert the, the, and all those guys. The drama came about because, you know, me like so many other people, I saw the yeah. communications on Twitter by email about this leaderboard thing, and yeah. all the previous leaderboards. Me having locked up moments I don't want to ever burn and keeping stuff like that. I mm. never thought I could participate in one of these leaderboard challenges because mm. apparently that LeBron one, a lot of people got screwed. They burned the LeBron and then they didn't end up in the top, whatever. You had to you know, burn like, a legendary of his yes. or something like that. So and then they got pretty, screwed pretty by not yeah. finishing in the top, whatever. So I'm like, yeah. you know what? I'm not even playing this game. I don't have yeah. that many things to burn. And then I find out today, I saw the tweet that said, you could have bought, you could have burned one moment and you would have got a pack. 
That's yeah. how little the, they that's did how not few people have actually to, tuned in. Yeah, that's right. It was apparently close to 2000 out of the 3000. And apparently if you burned a $9 moment, you were in the top hundred or something like that. Like that's wild. That is absolutely mm-hmm. wild. Especially um, with the chance. So, I don't know if you had a chance at the four badgers from the, from that, from that 2021 season, which is 2021, which is season series two, but like there's Lamello four badgers in there and Anthony right. Edwards, Halliburton, Maxi, you know, Desmond Bain. Like there's, it's not, it's not, some of those cards are worth like 80 bucks. So it's not, it's not, not no. bad. So what do bad. they, what do they do with those packs? LG, those thousand packs that are not uh, going to be claimed. How, how are we going to see the distribution of these? Packs? I don't fucking know. Right? I have no idea. Seriously. So, and here's the that. here's the point that AG was making. <laughs> yeah. Okay. He was saying, why didn't they make a simple tweet in the last hours or whatever, saying, "Hey, only fifteen hundred uh, are on the leaderboard. All you need to do is burn one moment, and you're probably going to get a pack or something like that." Mm-hmm. And then others, mm-hmm. obviously the same category as AG, uh, mm-hmm. jumped in and said, "No, hell no, they're not. Who are they to baby you? They're just useless anyways." Mm-hmm. That's what mm-hmm. the point was, right? right. Um, but you know. To his point, if they make that tweet, then they're admitting that only 1,500 people are still active mm-hmm. right now and even paying attention to anything they're doing. So what okay. side of that do you sit on? Do you sit on the top shot side where you keep your silence and just, just get through this whole thing and now you have thousand, a thousand packs to do something with? Or do you engage your community? Because I'm sure if they say all it takes is to burn probably one moment and you'll get on this leaderboard, you probably fill up those 3,000 spots. That's my guess. Because I know I would have done it. I would have found something to burn People love free packs. They just love free shit. They love ripping packs. If they knew they only had to buy one moment and burn it, they would have done it to try and get on that. I mean, couldn't you just double down and give them to the people who did the challenge? Well, you could for sure. And they probably will. I think that makes the most sense. If not, if people claim them, then just give, give everything you plan to give. But you could have kind of incited engagement by saying only 1500 have been claimed or 2000. Mm -hmm. Then Mm -hmm. you would have got the people at the bottom competing for those last thousand spots by maybe burning three, four, five moments instead of just one. Right. Because then, you know, you could burn one and get on there, but you might have to burn two or three. I'm sure so many people would have done it. Um, but we're kind I mean, of people are, listen, but Phil, we're over leaderboards. That's it. That's like, exactly is, it. I don't I even look at the problem. Anymore. I mean, there's a lot of problems. We always talk about this, but I think the issue with Top Shot right now is that when they find something that people like, they beat it to death immediately. You yep. know what I mean? So I can yep. guarantee you, like redemptions, get ready to do redemptions every week next yeah. year. You know yeah. what I mean? Like they're oh. just like that's the same thing. Like, what was it? One of the first after everything crashed, you know, start start 2022 or 2021, 2022 season. What did they start to do that people thought were cool? Flash challenges. Who's getting the most rebounds tonight? You're gonna need those moments tomorrow for the pack. Ooh, that's exciting. Mm-hmm. People like that. Great. Let's do it every night. Terrible. Yeah, like terrible. just just do it. It's, it's like fatigue, it's like man. it's like it's like finding out your kid, you're like, oh shit. Uh, my kid actually likes Brussels sprouts and then you feed them Brussels sprouts every night. It's like, no, no, don't do that. It's like buying the same bag of chips week after week. You're eventually, no, we don't want that all the time. So now they're like, what's worked well for engagement this year? Leaderboards. Let's make every single fucking thing that happens a leaderboard. It's like, no, no, nobody wants that. Like stop with the fucking leaderboards. That's why I didn't know the rules. I never followed up. Leaderboard. Let's do the rookies, the leaderboard. Oh, free agency. Let's do the leaderboard. Summer league. Let's do the leaderboard. You know what I mean? It's like, no, stop with the fucking leaderboards. Like, we're it's that, over. That like, was the main reason. People locked a year ago for on. leaderboards. And now when the unlock happens, like, people are going to dump like fucking crazy because people don't want leaderboards anymore. The leaderboards are special at first because it's like team leaderboards. And they came up with a million other leaderboards. Not as exciting. You know what I mean? Um, I can. That's coming you know, up, LG. Yeah, that, that unlocking yeah. is coming up really soon. That's End in a couple of, July, of weeks. We're a month away. Or a month. Yeah, is it a month? Okay. Uh, yeah, I don't know. I've got moments that are under 30 days now that have been locked. So it's got to be. Oh, be I don't soon. even know how to see that. 
Well, I had to scroll to the very bottom of my collection and see what I locked at the very beginning. And it's how do you, how do you, you just scrolled? So in your collection, it tells you how many days are left on your lock. Received. I mentioned looking. Oh, okay, okay, okay. Can you, you can't filter like, by locked. You can't filter no, by that. No, no, they didn't shocking. think that yeah. far. No, yeah, a really should've. important feature, but you can't do anything with it. Perfect. Thank you. Yeah. Um, no, <laughs> let's see. Yeah, I have one locked. I have a Zion rookie. Mm -hmm. Seventy-two days. I locked pretty late. I didn't. I didn't. So I didn't did I. Day. Actually, it's coming up though. I know. Okay, it's my Raptors. The uh, Raptors is probably what I first thing I locked. So I have a Stanley Johnson locked with forty-six days remaining. So mid-August. Okay. Maybe I'm a bit off. I think. I think it's somewhere around there. Anyways. No, I did it later. I did it later. So. Oh no no no! You're right. You're right. I have a Kyle Lowry twenty-four days remaining. Ah, so we're so here we go. Shit. That, that'll okay. probably be the most attention At, that site gets in in a oh, very long July twentieth. Whenever these things unlock, because you're gonna have people like the AGs out there that have made it very clear they don't give a shit what they sell for. They are dumping the world. Okay, yeah. uh, all the angry people are ready yeah. to dump. So if you're looking to go shopping, that'll probably be a really good time um, mm. to throw some offers out there now, because <laughs> those offers will be accepted for a bargain price. I'm sure, right? Uh, if you're if something you really right, want, Phil, Phil, what do you what do you want? What do you want? Out of all um, stuff I want, on I want like those SGAs want? that are like, you know, those gold metallics that are like, or metallic colts. I always say gold metallic. Um, Meagles. You know, the Meagles. Yeah. That are like 120 bucks. I want them for like 40. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Stuff like that. I don't care. I'm, I just collect what the hell I want. So there's no pressure for me. I, there's nothing for me to get mad at. Do you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Right. Like I, I don't care. I'm doing my own thing. I, they, oh, nothing want... they do has an impact on me. So you would want like a series one. Shea Gilgis Alexander. Yeah, Metallic guys like Gold. that. His for debut. Sure. It's currently going for 400 Looks like somebody recently accepted an offer for like 275 or something. Or no, there's an offer for 257 right now. Yep. Yeah, that's How crazy. many are locked? Does it tell you? Nope. I don't think you can you see that data. Locked. You cannot see that data, which is, I've said it for a long time. That doesn't oh, make sense. We this need to know how many are coming tied together. off yeah. lock. Like that data has to be there. I don't know why they can't evolve with that stuff. Yeah, that's that's still stuff that needs to be. If the locking was such a big feature, there should have been all the tools available for people yeah. to kind of track, right? There's Maybe three... on that live token. Live token, you can probably see it. Yeah, it shows Shea, locked moments. Shay has three different legendaries. He didn't have one in series one, mm -hmm. so he has three different hollows that you could buy if you want to spend seven hundred dollars US, which you don't. No, 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 no. You're not. I don't recommend anybody spend crazy stuff for the next couple of weeks. Wait, wait till the. Wait till the so-called mass exodus that they're calling for happens. And uh, and let's see what happens. I need to know the date, though. I need to know the exact date of the first unlocking. When they allowed I mean, you to yeah. lock, I need to find that date out because that, that could be a pretty wild day of, uh, of activity. Um, you mean, you know, you could do, Phil, is you could go back in the blogs from last year and read the first blog about locking uh, where they said where they said specifically that. Uh, no locked moment will ever be able to be redeemed or burned or anything else. Yeah. It's locked forever, okay. despite recently letting people burn them. Have you ever seen a, a college football game where the fans run on the field, the students, and then they take the goalposts and they rip the, them in half and one, one goes out one exit and the other post goes out the other exit. That's exactly what they've done with this in terms of moving the goalposts on, oh. on, 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 on what they originally said and what we all thought was going on. It's like all of a sudden that nothing's having success. And they're like, uh, let's just let people burn whatever the hell they want now, even if it's yeah. locked. Right. So, yeah, yeah I, I like your idea. I like what you said for the, for the draft. I think something like that 
would be cool or even you know i don't know some 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 form of something like that would be sweet but you're right um, who the hell wants emmanuel quickly and and it will be yeah. or you know what else could be hey, fun like, phil is, is like is like is like even forget even you know you can even add a, another layer to it where you take each team and you're like they who they draft and you don't even know you don't know beforehand you don't know if they're going to trade yeah. or what the yeah. hell they're going to do it's like yeah. you know like a couple weeks before the draft like you have a blazers first round pick or something like what if that. they trade their first round pick then what <laughs> then then you just have this ticket that you can a piece keep. of crap yeah <laughs> no but whatever but people listen people like the one thing's clear to me in nfts people like collecting weird things they not everything people collect has to have some kind of significance people like that like maybe you keep it for wanna, next year people are holding unredeemed playoff redemptions even though you can't do anything with them anymore people like that people like having those so i think i think totally having these oddities would totally work you know what i mean like they should have they should have given us a uh, little ball NFTs for the draft for the, for the lottery or something like that. You know what I mean? Like that, that would have been true. fun. Any, anything that's like that. hundred percent true. There's right. no such thing. Even actually, that's a good idea. Not, it doesn't even have to be team-based. It could have been a number in the draft, you know, yeah. like the number four pick, the number five, they could have yeah. gone so many different ways with this. Um, yeah. And instead we're uh, getting packs that nobody knows about. And it's packs of guys from two years ago um, that I assume not too many care about. I'm going to veer this in a completely different direction to stop talking about top shot. Speaking of weird things that people collect, I bought something on the weekend that is very bizarre. Oh and it's okay. on its way. I bought it on eBay. And it's kind of a video game, but I think it's going to be a collector's item. And I found out it, about it through my friend T-Pan, who wrote an article the other day about what a McDonald's DAO would look like. Like if McDonald's got into Web3, what it would look like. And this item was only available for purchase in China at McDonald's. And people clearly went and are selling them on eBay. It is a chicken McNugget shaped Game Boy <laughs> that you can play Tetris on. <laughs> what the hell, man? And, and look and, at that little thing at the bottom. Hot. Yeah, I, I think that's that. the eBay person. The eBay yeah. person used that. Oh uh, you can buy it for 20 bucks US right now. Pumping my, pump my bags. Pumping my bag. 100% scam. <laughs> no, you it's not, not. you are not getting a chicken McNugget. <laughs> I'm gonna get I'm gonna get chicken board. McNuggets. There won't be any game with attached to it. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but I love this. I think this is a fantastic idea that McDonald's here. Here we go. Let's watch the video. Here we go. Why though? Did here someone want you think somebody one day was eating nuggets and like this looks like a Game Boy? Like there has to be look, look at this. Look at this. You open it comes it, in the package of McNuggets. Yes, yes, it comes in a McNuggets box. It has a whole like little thing. You turn it on. Holy shit. And you put batteries inside if you need to. And then you play Tetris on it. You play McDonald's freaking. Okay, whoa, what the hell's going on? You play McDonald's Tetris on it. Huge scam. You should have got How's an extra scam? one. This is, this is like the best kind of McDonald's item you could ever want, yeah. man. It's one of those two where the battery runs out after like a few weeks. And then you can only get the battery look, from look, probably this China. Person with the insane nails is the playing insane Tetris nails. Right That's now. all I can look at. Yeah, the nails are really intense. Is it like know, pieces of food that come down, or it's actually Tetris? No, it's Tetris. You're actually just playing original Tetris. Oh, like so fries they, they, and shit. Yeah, no. <laughs> you have to fit the fries and the burgers and the Happy Meals together. And um, at one point, when you win, Ronald McDonald comes out. I think if you got a next one weird. as a prize for like trivia, you would have like a thousand people play. People, you're right. People love <laughs> stupid shit, man. Yes, people absolutely love stupid things like that. So. Yes. Yeah. Well, you'll have to give us a demonstration and show it next time when when you finally receive this thing. We want to see it live and alive. 
on this show. Oh, we're gonna um, we'll organize a tournament where if you can beat. I want to see if it's like the size of your face or if it's like the size of maybe your. I think it's really small. I think okay. it's super super small because even that video would just hard to tell. That, that, that person I don't think had very big hands. They just had giant nails, and that thing looked really really small. Anyway, so that's my I, I've I've kind of gotten into like you know it's been good for me with NFTs. It's, it's brought me back to collecting. You knew me obviously when I was a kid. Mm-hmm. I had a lot of weird shit in my room, like a lot of figurines, action figures, all that stuff, and yeah. I got away from that. I don't know where they are. But I've started to collect more <laughs> stuff like that, and I'm always I'm always going to share with you the things that I get, Phil. So perfect. My latest Actually, purchase. This you know th- this yeah. brings me to a very very important question that I was going to ask yeah. you personally, but I might as well throw it on the air here. And you're going to have to answer me right now. There's no consulting anybody. There's no asking anybody. You're going to have to give me a yes or no answer. Yeah. I've gone through my garage many times for different reasons. Okay? Yes. <laughs> there you have an old Christmas tree in there. Okay. Do I have do I have your permission to launch this shit in the garbage? It is yes. garbage day tomorrow, or are 100%. you emotionally attached to no. this to this Christmas tree that is shoved away like a body in a hockey bag of the Toronto Arrows hockey bag? That's how you oh, gave it to me. That was yours, wasn't game. it? That was yours. That was my um, first ever like rep. Are my comic books in there with it? By any chance? You know what? Can you imagine they are like, I, I don't, all we've oh, ever I done would, is I would faint. We've actually, oh, but why would you put them in there though? I think we would know. This, I don't right? know. I, um, I don't know but, where I put my comic books. That's the problem is I don't know where they are. Okay. So I assume they're in the weirdest place possible. So since the garbage pickup is tomorrow, what I will do is once we are done recording here, I will go outside. I will open that video. bag yeah. for sentimental reasons. I might keep the bag since my first ever hockey bag. I yeah. You got to keep that. Yeah. You can't, but the, the tree, bag. if I have your permission, uh, maybe I should do like, remember much music here in Toronto and Canada I used to yes. launch the tree we off the road every year. Fire. Yeah. <laughs> the tree, yeah. Ed the yeah. sock. And that, by the way, Ed, the socks back on the radio. And I, I just can't, okay, I don't need to hear Ed, the sock 30 years later from when we last heard him. All right. He's, yeah. he has, a, he's actually a co-host on a morning show Ed the sock. It's really yeah. annoying. Every time yeah. I go by that channel, I'm like, no, nah, I don't want to hear this. Um, yeah. And he's the same as before. But anyways, as long as I have your blessing, that Christmas tree that's been there for over 10 years now will be disposed of tomorrow morning. You may, you may dispose, you may dispose of the Christmas tree now that I had for a long time. I'm coming to get my stuff, Phil, because I'm going on vacation. I'm swinging. You by still your- have stuff. That's right. You I'm, have I'm a couple of get it. I'm going to come get it. I'm going to come. I'm actually going to come get it. For those Maybe we can do on the show after is we can do a show and tell of what kind of stuff I've had in storage at Phil's house for 10 years now. No, no, no. I think you should do like those shows of storage wars things and sell, <laughs> sell the boxes without even knowing what's in them. Yeah. <laughs> and see if you have any takers that want to buy LG's belongings from 10 yeah, years okay. ago. Yeah, I I don't even know what's in there right now, but I'm going to throw out an open bid. Anybody who wants to buy, I, how many boxes do I have? I think it's two or three, like of those kind of Walmart okay. Walmartish containers. Like okay, let's big, do like, two. Anybody out there? There's an open bid on the boxes of stuff that I have at Phil's house. Okay, minute starting bid is a thousand bucks. This is something dollars US. and cents. Our good friend would definitely go for. I just feel like he'd be one <laughs> of the. It's going to be, but they're going to get like like my high school yearbooks and shit like that. No, like no, it's no. no. Really LG, thing. we need to give the context here. You dropped those boxes off when you first came back to the region. You went on an ex girlfriend's like stop tour to pick up your old <laughs> stuff from there. Absolutely, you, you LG came back to to. to I don't even know where the hell you work, but he came back to the region. I was in BC. He, I was out West. He's between Montreal and Toronto. There was a, I think it was like two or three different girlfriends, maybe even more. There's he no, had to, that's not what he had to stop at, at their houses to pick up his belongings. And he dropped them off at my place after going on a world tour of ex-girlfriends and picking up all his belongings. That, that's exactly what played. So at your own risk, I don't know what the hell's in there. I have not opened those since we got them. 
Yeah. Um, the only thing I ever opened was the hockey bag. So I was so intrigued as to what was inside. It's a Christmas tree. And it's super crusty. My game, the game um, boys in there, the game boy, we had as a kid. Is in there somewhere. I gave it to Come your on, kid. Time I was there. I gave it to your oh, okay. son. So they still have and it. He's like, know. I'm going to play this. He's going to play Mario land two, six golden coins or whatever it is. <laughs> With first well, appearance of Wario. Well, <laughs> you now, you can give, now you can give him. Yeah. Now you can give He's going to play battle toads game boy. Next time you see him. So he's going to play some battle toads. Uh, oh my god, like Game Boy Tetris is on there. Oh, the memories, uh, man! All those card trips, whatever games we had. I'm gonna, I'm gonna text your son right now, ask him where my Game Boy is. Now I'm coming for that. I need he it. has it, I've seen it, he still has it. I've seen it many times. Yeah, okay, all right. All um, right. Bill, let's get the hot take of the week. We have two let's to do, do this it. week. We have two, we have two different ones, okay, because we skipped one last week. Uh, so we'll do that one first. The, the hot take was what city should the NBA expand to next and why? Phil, do you have a choice on this before we actually get into the answers? Um, I, I'm I'm still on the same page now with the emergence of basketball in Canada in general and how how many good players have come out of Canada. I think we need another mm-hmm. team. Uh, we need to give it another shot to have a team in Canada. Uh, the CEBL is a tremendous basketball league with tons of Canadian talent. Uh, there's mm-hmm. Canadian talent everywhere. There's tons of Canadian talent coming up in the drafts, up next few drafts. There's a ton mm-hmm. in the NBA right now. It's time to bring a team back to Canada. Now, as to which city gets that team, mm-hmm. for me, I don't think I'd go back to Vancouver like they did the first time. And I, it's mm-hmm. nothing against Vancouver. I just don't know that it's a sustainable market, although I, I believe it would it's be. Not. It's not. I believe that it has a chance. I just, I think it would be the same outcome as the first time. No, people I, here are clueless. Phil, actually, I didn't tell you this. I think I saw Connor Bedard the other day actually, going into Simons. Because Connor Bedard, who's the, who's going to be the first overall pick this year on in the Wednesday. NHL draft, the best pro- prospect since Connor McDavid and mm-hmm. Sidney Crosby, mm-hmm. uh, he's from North Vancouver, and I was right. there on Saturday, and I was I was at the mall, and I was waiting outside Simon's, which is a store from Montreal, Dude, it's like his apartment store. Yeah, I was waiting outside Simon, and he like walked by and rushed in there, and I was like, Come for on, sure, man. that's Connor Bedard. And then I chased him, and I couldn't find him in the store. My you wife was like, go, she's like, go chase him, go go yeah. like go find him. Yeah. Go find and, him and get him to say, this is Connor Bedard, and you're listening to the first minute. <laughs> yeah, maybe. Uh, but I, I, you know how I could tell it was him? That nobody else paid attention. Nobody else noticed it was him because people in Vancouver are kind of fair-weather fans. With apologies to sure. Ahmad, scientist, pharmacies, le- super legit fan. Like he's A lot of other people him. here. Other people here still think that freaking Roberto Longo plays for the Canucks, man. Like, they're <laughs> clueless about what's going on. Everybody heard. here thinks that they, they want <laughs> – freaking nba team because that girl did a documentary recently about big country brian reeves but there's no there's no appetite here it would fail instantly so i can guarantee you vancouver is not the place i would actually go to montreal montreal quebec is where i would go with an nba team because well you've got nba players that have come out of there recently tons, right? you got boucher tons. lou dort like you know there's a good Be- appetite benedict there. matherin yeah. lou yeah. dort boucher a good destination like a lot um, of you know both toronto and montreal have a lot mm-hmm. of immigrants like a really good place for for people coming to canada so uh, NBA, you know, basketball being an international sport, like that would fit super, super well there. And you, you'd be able to build the rivalry with Toronto in a heartbeat because in every mm-hmm. sport, even though it's mm-hmm. died in hockey, mm-hmm. just because of the way they do hockey, there would be some yeah. sort of rivalry, right? There, yeah. There'd be a huge rivalry between the yeah. two. And, 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 and it's funny because the only broadcasters we've ever met in this space, LG, that follow the NBA in Canada were the guys in, in, in Montreal. Remember those two French guys that were, um, I forgot their names, but we even went on their, yes. I went on their show. RDS. One time. Yeah. We went the on RDS, RDS guys. guys. They're, yeah. they're yeah. super hardcore about basketball. Yeah. Um, and I think, I think it's it worked. I think, I think it worked. Absolutely. And the other the thing country too, has is put that, in yeah. enough work over the last 10, 15, 20, 25 years that I think it's time to, uh, to come back to Canada. If it happens, it'll never happen, but I, I hope that it does. 
yeah, it, it'd be tough. But that's the, I think that that's that is the only logical place that it would make sense. So, yeah. OK, well, anyways, it's not going to happen. Uh, let's see some of the top <laughs> answers. There's a lot. And, and I don't I don't know if I'm just going to look for the funny ones. Um, so I'm going to anything who wrote somebody really logical. I'm skipping you right away. So, uh, yeah, you know the drill. That's have, like not watching have, the first So the answers middle. are Flint, Michigan, and then it's a gif of Jackie Moon, like, uh, you know, Will Ferrell from the movie. And then expand uh -huh. to Springfield, Massachusetts, and make them play with peach baskets. And it's a gif from the Canadian, Canadian Heritage Minute with James Naismith inventing basketball. Mm -hmm. He's Canadian. Yeah. Uh, somebody just put a gif of the Hamilton Tiger Cats. <laughs> Is that KJ? No. KJ yes, it was that? KJ. Oh my god, I didn't even look. I knew it. Yeah. Okay. Uh, no, Buffalo deserves a team back in the city. Nope. No, that would never uh, work there. Zero chance. Uh, Canada, Kansas. What a hilarious prank this would be by Silver. Announce a new team in Canada. Finally, only for people to realize it's a tiny town in Kansas. Chaos ensues. Okay. I, I, uh, I have to say, I have to say, Kansas. For me, would be on the list. A, a huge basketball state like that would be something I would consider. Okay, Danbury, Connecticut. They had the most gangster hockey team. Check out the Netflix documentary "Untold Crimes and Penalties." <laughs> uh, I, I like that a lot. That did you watch that, LG? No, I gotta watch oh, that. Oh God, time. God, you have to watch this. You're gonna die. Mm -hmm. It's unbelievable. Okay. Mm -hmm. The whale will rise again. The NBA needs this, and then it's a clip. It's a link to the Hartford Whalers song. Hey, so, that's the same sure. thing as, as the one we just heard, right? Two two Connecticut mm -hmm. answers right there. Okay. People keep writing like Melbourne. Like it's insane. You're not going to make people travel across the freaking no. ocean, the Pacific Ocean, every single freaking no. time they have to do that. Like, like the no NBA way. 2K League has a team out of Australia for the first time this year, mm -hmm. and they're based out of LA. And like mm -hmm. the Shanghai Tigers as well, they were based out mm -hmm. of LA. So it's not it's not doable. Let's just be honest. Cross, cross Atlantic flights or cross Pacific flights, it's just not going to happen in pro sports. Uh, it's very hard. Y'all are better than this. There's only one answer. Seattle. Nothing else is acceptable. Real ones. No shit. That guy's for real. Uh, Anchorage. Other fan bases can then complain about the cold advantage rather than the altitude advantage. I want to see visitor benches shivering and MFers <laughs> breathing steam. Well, they're not going to play outside. <laughs> like, seriously. What was that movie like called that. in Alaska? There where they play hockey outside. Mystery Alaska. Yeah, yeah. No, it's not where, they have, where they have the most Australian guy possible. Yeah. Russell Crowe is the captain of the hockey, yeah. the old timers hockey team. <laughs> and he, and he still, and he, and it's like right after they did gladiator. So he's still kind of acting like gladiator in it anyways. It's a very weird movie. Uh, no, I don't think there's no other good ones. All, everybody gave serious yeah. answers. It's so boring. I don't think I, I, should win I have one. to, I have a winner already. I'm not, I'm oh, not going to delay this one. I love the Seattle idea. Um, I'm not sure about the Xbox. Well, everybody wrote Seattle. I like Seattle, but it's too cliche. Everybody's been saying okay. Seattle forever. So, and yeah. Seattle's already had Well, it makes the most sense. Yeah. I'm going with Danbury. I like the whole Danbury thing. I, I like that documentary <laughs> so much. And I think that the way that, if you watch it, LG, the way these fans supported that team just because mm -hmm. of their violent nature is so American. Um, mm -hmm. When I lived in Columbus, I, I've said this story a million times. When I'd go to hockey games there, the fans, there would be the most amazing save in the game and the fans wouldn't mm -hmm. move. They'd be like, you'd hear like a golf clap, okay? Yeah. But oh, yeah, the minute... Yeah. There would be some pushing and shoving. The entire crowd would get up and start rocking the glass and banging the glass and screaming like it was yeah, a they UFC fighting. Fight. Yeah, they yeah. love shit like that. The Danbury yeah. one's good. Connecticut, I mean, always been a hotbed for college basketball, right? Mm -hmm. A lot of good players come out of that region. 
And mm-hmm. uh, and that documentary is awesome. You got to go watch it. That, that's why oh, that's the one. You know, I don't who, know who that, said you it. know you know who wrote it. I don't. It's not, I it was nineties fan. Oh shit! I had absolutely no nineties. Good well, job, nineties. I, I do not look at the responses, guys. No matter that's what. That's good. I, I mean, I, this is from a week ago, so you, you yeah, know, yeah, it's a little while. Ago. Yeah. Let's hope um, he's listening because it doesn't get a prize, right? Yeah. No. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Or reads the newsletter. All he has to do is read the newsletter that's and see right. that somebody's gonna tell him. Stone Cold or somebody else like that is going to tell him for sure. Ryan or (laughs) Raptor News or one of those guys. Someone's going to let him know. Okay, the second one, this was not announced as a hot take competition, but I wanted to do it anyways. And it was one that we threw up the other day on the day of the draft. And it's a photo of Adam Silver and Roger Goodell talking. And Adam Silver looks like pretty disturbed by whatever Goodell is saying. And the the contest was caption this photo. Okay? So uh, the answers were... (laughs) uh let's see here you have to have a pitchfork actually let me get the photo back up let me get let me get the photo back up so we can look at it while while i'm saying the quote you should have got people to do voiceovers or something like what what are they saying (laughs) i'll say i'll read it in a dramatic way okay okay so okay don't show me i don't want to see i'm I'm not gonna look i'm gonna turn my head i'm not looking okay yeah here we go okay so uh you have to have a pitchfork that's it. <laughs> a Goodell and Silver plotting to not only deny Seattle an expansion NBA franchise, but also to help the Seahawks move. Hashtag bring back our Sonics. I'm just going to, I'm just going to. People are obsessed with that, huh? Suspending Brady wasn't that big of a deal. So Josh should be a piece of cake. Okay. So are you me in the future? You've got to get, you've got to eliminate the guaranteed contracts, Adam. That's pretty good. And then he says, this FTX thing is going to be huge. We'll be rich. This is a weird one. You want to talk to God? Let's go see him together. I've got nothing better to do. Oh, okay. They're going to die? What the fuck? Uh, (laughs) I like that one. (laughs) Pinhead and Larry. My name is Roger, and I'll be your counselor here at summer camp. (laughs) This one time at band camp. And this, there's nothing this, else. That's it. That's this it. one time I've been. This aquarium has the best views. <laughs> a con man and an alien walk into a bar. <laughs> what should we tell Manfred Manfred to do next to destroy his sport more? Two pedophiles walk into a bar. <laughs> <laughs> Is that Stone Cold? No. Okay. That's that's the red turtle. Whoever the fuck that is. <laughs> Red Turtle, shout KD's out, shout account, out. No, Red sure. Turtle doesn't even follow us. No, forget you, yeah, Red that's Turtle. That's KD's burner. <laughs> yeah. Hear me out. Hear me out, Adam. Mint 300,000 D-Wade moments for $9 a piece. <laughs> uh, when they ask you for your lunch money, it's best if you just give it to them. Looks like Nickelodeon Afternoons with Sticky Stickly and Ugg. Fuck is that? Oh, you're not scrolling. Okay, I, I thought I couldn't look. No, no, I'm not scrolling. I'm just, I'm just stuck okay. on the photo. Yeah. All right. Uh, okay. I just skip some of these. So you're saying you can just overmint the comments and then make them burn them back later. I think they meant moments, not comments. Adam, you may have to try having a carb here or there. That's pretty good because <laughs> Adam Silver is pretty skinny looking. Your balls bounce. <laughs> <laughs> um, Dumb and Dumber. All right, I think that's good. I think those are most of them. Okay. Um, I like the balls bounce one. 
Um, okay. I like the Wallace <laughs> but that's a little. I, I'm I'm going with the pedophiles one is good. Like uh, honestly, it's 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 so outrageous that I like yeah. it, but it's it's a little too much. I don't want to I don't want to give any attention to the word pedophile. No, so no, I'm not picking that. that. Yeah, uh, I have to go with the camp counselor one. I like that one. <laughs> <laughs> that's what it looks like. It looks like a kid arriving for 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 day camp or something like that, and then nice. a creepy ass nice. counselor. Who said that nice. one? Nice. Live in the dream. JT Live is LTD. Nice. He has a ballers as a as a as a profile okay. photo. All right. Yeah. yeah. Nice. All Good, right. job. Hey, baller. Good job. Good job. Good job. JT is living the dream. Um, you are getting you know, a prize from the first minute if you are able to message me to say that you won. That's all you need to do. That's, that's the simplest happening. thing. All you have to do is say you listen to the show or you read the newsletter and uh, and you get a little prize. I have to say there is a guy at work that for years now I've been calling Kamish. Okay. He's, he's originally from Serbia and he's got a bald head. He's got a goatee and he's got those round glasses. Oh, he looks like Adam Silver. Is what he you're is his twin. And no. he, you know, when we come up with nicknames at work, they tend to stick. And now everybody mm. calls him Kamish. And I always have to explain to him. And for some reason, it's been four years. He yeah. did not know what reference I was making. So I was yeah. sitting with him at lunch a couple of weeks ago and I actually pulled out a picture. I'm like, wait, you don't even know what this guy looks like. And mm. I pulled out the picture and he got furious <laughs> telling me <laughs> People saying don't want that. he doesn't know how I, I could possibly compare him to that ugly mother effer like Adam Silver. Uh, he thinks he's 10 times better looking. So, um, but yeah, no, that's, that's, that's the history there. I, I get to see Adam Silver every single day at work. Um, wow. when I go to the lunchroom, he's there wow. and he goes by the name commission with everybody. And most commish. people don't even know why you call him commission. They just call it doesn't him matter. Commish. That's what happens. That's, that's when, you know, it's a good nickname <laughs> is when half the people who use a nickname have no idea where it started. <laughs> that's what, that's when you know you're having fun with the nickname. So, yeah. and then you show them, they're like, Holy shit. He does look like <laughs> <laughs> I'll have to bring a comparison picture. I'm going to get his uh, blessing next time I see him. Yeah. Get a, no, show your get, picture on the air. Let's meet the guy. Yeah. Let's bring him out. <laughs> He has the he, he's the best man. He's got the heaviest accent ever, and he always goes nuts about me calling him commission. He he'd be fantastic for this. He would destroy us in two seconds. We really need to start doing a segment where we just call random people in our lives. We have to. We have we need to something do like this. that. We need something super working. Just get total strangers, or not strangers, but like people from our. We could. You know, that there you could work be a strange no, but there could be a stranger segment where get people on here to tell some high school stories or something like that. That'd That's be right. perfect. Or we get someone to come on here and call someone from their past. That'd be pretty cool too. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. Like, actually, have you seen? Do you know who Nathan Fielder is? No. Did oh, you the show, Nathan oh, for you. Maybe. Has anybody seen this show? No. Nathan the for you is one of the funniest TV shows I've ever seen. It's this guy, he's from Mississauga, Phil. He went to U of T, and he basically does these things. It's hard to explain, but he basically tries to help businesses. It's like a reality show, but he goes to businesses and gives them like really weird ideas to help them transform their business, and it's it's super awkward and funny. But he has a new one called. He has a new show called The Rehearsal. Um, where people who have are trying to do this thing in their life that they haven't been able to uh, get through it and he helps them get through it. Like, so for example, there's this one guy who plays with the trivia team every week and he, for a long time has been perpetuating this lie that he has a master's degree. So then Nathan is going to help him come out to his trivia team and tell them that he doesn't have a, a master's degree. <laughs> oh and God. the way he does this is he makes this guy practice doing telling them like a hundred times 
and he builds a replica of the bar where he's going to invite those people to tell them that he doesn't have a master's degree and finds actors who look like them to pretend to be them. Anyway, it's, a, it's brilliant, brilliant. I love that. Super it's like weird Joe Schmo type of shit. I love it's that. exactly like that. It's so strange. <laughs> Um, anyways i don't know why that reminded me of that but that's a fantastic show that or nathan for you both of his shows are, are just so Check funny but they're so they're like kind of cringy awkward um but it's really good anyways phil deep i'll be away in the next two weeks have a good time with chamber wrecked uh ooh, very excited ooh, to see the, the results of that show and um i'll see tuned. you i'll see you late july back on the first mint see ya but do i play the song now usually at the end what do i do at the end i don't know yes, broadcast yes i do. No, no, I don't usually play this song. Oh, you don't. I just you don't. End it. I just Live end shows, it. Okay, we do the song. I just, yeah, at the end. Okay, 